1: Dead TV podcast. This is episode 186 for season seven, episode eight of The Walking Dead, entitled Hearts Still Beating. I am your host, Craig Demanda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. Howdy, Hello, Mr. Daryl Taylor. All I need is one bullet. <laughs> and Mr. Jim Dietz.
0: This episode brought to you by Olivia's Lemonade, the finest in Alexandria.
1: Very good. Aaron is with us in spirit. He sent in his reviews. We'll get to that when we get to that point, of course, with hashtag passage and what you by Dr. Bell, Liv Moss, um, and Buster Ratings. He wished he could join us, but he's doing his Hollywood stuff, right? So, yeah, we're throwing spirit. around
0: that money. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, we, it's Oscar season, so, yeah. I mean, it's Oscar season. He's got to go see all these movies. All and, these
1: movies yeah. and take all, all these, these pictures these, and, you know, all just... All these
0: big parties and events. See all well, these, the paparazzi, these paparazzi which you know. is... Beautiful yeah. girlfriend in this beautiful yeah. state of California yeah. and in nice clothes and which I'm Love always life. wondering
1: if, if you follow his Facebook page like he always takes pictures with him and Anna his girlfriend and they, they're a lovely couple but who takes these pictures like does he have a photographer following him around or something I just they have a guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. it's all guy. that yeah. dis-
2: it's he's all, all the Disney mar- it's all the Disney Marvel money that he's yeah. getting but, you know under the table to fork out these shitty views about
1: good movies. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's not. There's no selfies. They're all like they're all like posed shots. You know, what I mean? it's really yeah, it's, it's really yeah, funny. Right. But Aaron, well, he we missed you. Try- he
0: did he did give Rogue One a good review.
1: Yes. What do you give? Like four that, out of five or something well, like that. Yeah, it was good. It's from the Mouse House. But, the, the, uh, the Mouse House. <laughs> hey, listen, the gravy train's going right. You gotta gotta let it roll. Right. That's right. But um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to his review once we get to that point, and we, we tried hey, to arrange he it this week.
2: Has a super long selfie stick.
1: Is it it's nah, be like it's long and, and curved and you know, it's well, be like, a, like, a, like a steady cam at that point. I mean, it's you know, and their are, arms are at their side. Like, how can yeah, how's he holding it? Right.
0: See, I <laughs> picture like a whole team a whole team a stylist, makeup, photographer, a grip to so hold like the lights off to the side <laughs> and everything, so they look good. You know, somebody with a, a spray bottle, so they look at, to spray them with a little <laughs> bit of like perspiration, so they look like they're in the it's, summer. It's right.
1: glistening. It's a it's a glycerin. Yeah, right? they, yeah, want, okay, they yeah. want to look good. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I see like a whole like publicist team. Man, so, my
2: like, bad. a super go. long selfie stick. <laughs> <laughs> he devil. is a black guy.
0: <laughs> there
1: you go. What you does that have, have to, to do to go with good. anything? man?
3: I
0: don't even get it. What do you, what I mean, it's true, but damn. Do you like? We always have
3: to be. You know, labeled that way. I don't know what I go through every day.
0: Man, oh, man. So. All this gets to be edited out later. Lucky you, Craig. Yeah, that's what you think. (laughs) This episode was
1: directed by Michael E. Satrazimus, written by Matthew Negrete and Channing Powell. And uh, it's going to be our our final Walking Dead podcast for the year 2016. And uh, we've done quite a bit. If you think about it, we we did the second half of what? Season Six, I guess, right? Then yeah. we did Fear the Walking Dead, the whole thing, pretty much of Fear, every all, bit of it, every bit of it. And then we did these eight episodes. So It's been a very, very, very don't busy forget, year. Don't forget, yes. we did
0: you know Flight four sixty eight and oh, yeah four sixty two four sixty two yes. four sixty two Sorry, right. how could I forget? <laughs> and, yeah, and of course we have you know for the Walking Dead hashtag passages presented by Taco Bell with Mops. It, it, yeah, I, so much packed in. Yeah, I, just wanna
2: say, I just want to say, I just want to say, yes. that, you know, through this summer, Craig, you know, he he took the biggest bullet of all of us <laughs> and hosted this show through 16 episodes
1: <laughs> of, yeah, of Fear
2: the Walking Dead. Yeah. And I, sir, say here, here, and you deserve a medal pinned on your chest for that.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I didn't know it was going to be such a such a procedure. I rolled my sleeves up. I was excited about it. I'm like, okay, well. Thank you. It's actually been a lot of fun. I really yeah. enjoyed doing uh, it, this. It yeah. was scary at times.
2: I'll, I'll admit it was scary. It was frightening. It, it was a dark time in the WDTV
1: podcast history. If we time. go back, there were some episodes where, if you remember, it was just me and you, Chubb. I think we did one yeah. with just me and you. I think we did yeah. one with just yeah, me and Aaron is. one time. yeah, It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: mean, he he held my hand, and I. he kept me calm, but we got through it. We got out the other side. That's right. And here we are at the mid-season finale
1: Of the Walking Dead.
2: Actual Walking
1: Dead. I know. It's great. It's good to be here. And, uh, but like I said, it's been a great year, and I'm looking forward to obviously a lot more next year, too. So this is, uh, this is kind of bittersweet, but here we go. So we'll get right into it. Your initial initial thoughts on this episode before we go into the synopsis? I mean, will you guys please? It was another 90 minute, uh, journey in the Walking Dead world.
2: Well, I'll go
1: first, I guess.
2: Um, all in all, I, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, there's a lot of stuff that uh, I was very glad to see get kind of explained or tied up. Uh, happy to see Daryl, uh, spoiler Jerry, Daryl there at the end, uh, you know, got his way back up to the hilltop and, you know, all that. I I I, I have a feeling that they're going to. Quickly go through uh, the war in the second half of this season. Right. So I, I think Negan will survive this season, but his, his contract said that. Yeah,
1: yeah. he downsized like, like two weeks ago, right? He's like, Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be around for <laughs> <Yeah>. season eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So did Stephen Young's. But uh,
1: yeah, right.
2: <laughs> so. You know, I, but anyway, I'm just glad I, I, I see what they're gearing up towards. We'll get that the second half. And then, you know, I honestly think that we're going to see the Whisperers in season eight.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, but it's, it, this, it's this
2: episode, way. this episode got, got us to where I wanted us to be and that I was kind of afraid they weren't going to quite get there by the mid season. And they did. So I was very happy. Not very happy about Olivia, though. I
1: mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she was nice. I mean, she was kind of an innocent townsperson over in Alexandria, but uh, it was her time, I suppose.
2: But glad to see Spencer get it. <sighs> Sorry, Jerry. Sorry.
1: I think everyone was glad to see that. All right. No other initial thoughts? We can just jump right into it unless you guys have something to say or...
3: Uh, well, this was a very, I don't know, this, this this episode made me feel angry. Really? Yeah, it really did. It made me feel angry, and not because it, it was something horrible that the show did, or it was a bad episode. Just the actual characters and what they did made me very angry. Like, there's just, there was a lack of accountability between like characters.
2: Good, like, good angry? Like, well, I think it should have. It's part of or... the
3: story for me to be angry with some of these characters. I mean, they are responsible for the deaths of innocent people because of their own selfishness. It's true. And that really made me very, very angry. Like, I, I, I didn't even realize how mad I, I, I it wow. made me until it happened. And then I, thinking back on it, I just sat there going, that really pissed me off. Like, you know, for that for that character to do what she did and and cause the death that she did really pissed me off. And Michonne, like there are things that are go- that happened in this episode. If it didn't work out the way that it it did, like there was a convenient way things worked out, Michonne could have got everybody killed too.
1: I see what you're saying. It, she was, she was planning her own little ambush on um on right, Negan. but nothing right. was
3: planned together. So it's like it was very convenient for everything to just Hmm. align the way that it did, Um, that there wasn't one thing that caused, you know, him to go crazy. Like, they're not ready for a war with this dude right now. Like, they have nothing to, to do that. And it just pissed me off so bad. Like, even when he tried to the talking we'll get
0: into it when you when you do yeah. Sean, i don't even want to yeah it get up just, with
1: that it just really pissed me off interesting wow
0: well that's what i was gonna say i just thought i thought for, especially for a mid-season finale it was just kind of uh mediocre it was a lot of moving chess pieces around to set up what eventually you know will be the uh you know the eventual uh you know against the saviors you know or whatever but it just seems that uh i don't know I guess maybe my is also my expectations are kind of tempered because it's the season mid-season finale. They usually have like a, a major plot point happen or something really. I mean, we we kind of see this tonal shift in this episode where mm. you know the kind of the ending kind of signifies you know like there's some hope along on the way. You know, there's some sort of you know way out from under this. But um, I don't know. I just I just thought it was it was just okay. You know.
1: If you think back to last year's mid-season finale, it was also very anticlimactic. It was just them getting <laughs> covered in the guts and right, making their way through the town, the right? You it know? was like, okay, well what happens now? They're in the guts, they're walking through the zombies. That's it. That's the mid-season finale. This is what you're giving me? Like that this at least there was like you said a little bit of hope, a little bit of a tonal shift. Something's a chapter has definitely end ended and a new one has began or is about to begin. So I I guess I kind of respected it for that.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you look at this first half of the season overall, it it came out with this giant clash and bang of just, you know, what happened. Very in a much annoyingly way to most of us, but still a bang, if you will. And then it just was quiet. And it's slowly been building like a crescendo, just, you know. And and rather than, you know, get there, it just – it's finally at that peak where it's about to just go over the top and that's where we're at. And I kind of like that they did it that way. I wasn't very happy during the journey about certain things, but now I kind of see what, what it's going to pay off for me. At least I'm hoping that's what I'm seeing because, uh, that's what I feel that we were set up to. So all out war is coming.
1: Yeah, well, let's let's brace for it, because I think it's going to be pretty interesting. And they even show you a little bit of a preview from the February episode that's going to air. You know, you hear uh, Rick's voiceover saying, you know, we're going to get the hilltop, we're going to get the kingdom, we're going to band <laughs> together. So they're already setting the stage for that. If you don't know what's coming, it's like that's, yeah. that's what they're going to be doing. So it's they're not making any secret of it. Let's put it that way. No, no, not at all. So let's jump right into it. The cold open, we see Maggie sitting on the ground. I think she's wearing Glenn's hat. I I guess that's Glenn's hat, right? It is. Okay. At the makeshift graves of Glenn and Abraham at the hilltop community. She then gets up, proceeds to climb atop a lookout post along the fence at the front of the compound. And then Gregory, lovely Gregory, tends. he strolls up and correctly calls Maggie by her name. And says that, you know, a lot of townspeople were talking about how Maggie and Sasha, he remembered her name as well, saved them when the saviors set that trap, and, you know, don't let it go to your head. You know, she's, she's trying to basically say that to her. And Maggie responds to Gregory, well, it seems like it's bothering you. Don't let it bother you. You know, she's, she's owning him even again, even in this conversation. She's totally owning this guy. And then she sees that Maggie's holding an apple, uh, I'm sorry, Maggie sees that Gregory's holding an apple and, he, and asks if he's going to eat the apple, and he replies yes, but is shamed into tossing it up uh, when another guard on the fence shouts down, hey, dude, you know she's pregnant, right? <laughs> so <laughs> Maggie smiles uh, and gets the apple thrown at her, and she turns back and eats the apple with, with kind of a, a satisfied uh, look on her face. Totally owning Gregory there, it seemed like.
2: Such a dick. Yeah, he totally mm. is.
1: Totally is. We cut to the scene where Negan is, is in Rick's house, and he's shaving. And he's using a straight razor blade to shave his face, and he's got Carl watching him along with Judith. And he's telling Carl as he's shaving, always oh, against the grain, kid, always oh, against the grains. He's kind of smiling as he's teaching Carl how to shave, again, playing this father figure, or at least Uncle Negan. Hmm. We cut to Daryl in his cell. Uh, He still has that go now note in the key, and he finally decides to make a run for it right now. He opens the door. He's out. Back to Carl's house. They're kind of jumping around a little bit in this cold open. Uh, Uncle Negan is now clean shaved, and he's making some delicious spaghetti and meatballs. He's got Carl rolling out some dough for some delicious dinner rolls. And we see outside Olivia is on the porch kind of still sobbing. She's... I guess still in shock and awe about what's going on here, and is met by Tara, who brings her a can of instant lemonade, which apparently is Negan's favorite. He likes his lemonade. Mm. Tara offers to stand in for her, but Olivia says, "No, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get through this. I told Rick I'd take care of Judith. That's what I'm gonna do." So on the inside, Carl is now setting the table, and Negan uh, smacks his tongue a little bit and, he goes, and tells Carl that they're going to need another setting. He also has Olivia pour him some lemonade. So Negan's basically in Rick's house playing papa figure here. He's got he's, he's in Rick's chair making dinner with the family. Like it's so it's so surreal.
0: Just Uncle Negan. Well, I mean I mean how much how much more could he ingratiate himself and 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 make himself like uh, you know intimidating though. You know what I mean by doing this very thing. And like to you know the scene with Carl watching him shave, you know. Uh, he's just showing Carl, like, look, look, I have a straight razor right against my throat, and you still can't kill me. You know what I mean? That's how I was kind of taking that. It's Like, he yep, was, like, exactly. showing off to Carl. It was like, look, I, like I said, I have his razor. It's right up on my throat as I'm shaving. All you'd have to do is, like, push me real hard, you know? And you still can't do it. You know, he was almost telling to- Carl that, that scene, I thought, anyway. Didn't I'm trying to remember,
2: wasn't that in the comic, too, him shaving in front of Carl?
0: I think so. I think so.
2: I was just yeah, I yeah. I, had, I hadn't looked, but yeah. So I want to know though. I the the question I have is during this entire thing where he's making the dinner and all that and the spaghetti and everything. At what point did Daryl's mouth start to just drool and drift off to pasta land?
3: Oh, it didn't take but a second. Once he saw, <laughs> I saw the sauce and the and the. Uh, he
1: the saw big, that. He saw that gravy going hot. I
3: knew, I knew it was coming. I was like, when you when you get to the gravy part, I'm already in. I, I like, <laughs> I'm like, well, Negan ain't that bad till last
0: time. you find got... out he stirred the sauce with the seal Oh <gasps> man, it's a little, little flavor, huh? A little, well, a little
1: yeah. flavor. I mean, put a little garlic on
0: that. A little stock. A little, stock.
3: You know, a little, little I mean, stock. He does clean it off. I mean, yeah,
1: bad. yeah. She she is clean. She is clean. Yeah. I mean, but he's not using fresh... I mean, look, he's got to use canned sauce, though, right? I mean, there's nothing fresh left. There's no tomatoes. He's not like he's making it from scratch, but...
2: They do have a garden there.
1: That's true. That's true. It did look pretty good, though. It looked tasty enough. So we cut to Rick and Aaron trying to make it across this Walker Lake. um, Just a lake totally infested with walkers, and there's a houseboat in the middle of it full of supplies, as we saw from last week. There's a small boat, like it's like a little bass boat or something, but it's full of bullet holes. So they know it's going to take water on quick. Rick offers to allow Aaron to stay back and Aaron says he's going to pretend he didn't hear that. Which I thought was pretty cool. He's basically showing Rick that he's a, he's kind of a badass too and don't, you know, don't say don't tell me I can stay back. I'm with you. Well, the the, the, yeah.
0: That whole sequence with Rick and, uh, Rick and Aaron just seems like seems like a video game to me. Almost, it almost like like a part of like Resident Evils, like you know the only yeah. supplies are you know you have to use this boat and time it with this and these, you know what I mean? It just <laughs> seemed like, and w- in this episode where they have they have so many different scenes and so many different moving parts, it just felt like a distraction. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. they could have done that last episode and just said, okay, we had you know, and the only reason they 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 had it was to establish that they're going to have some sort of ammunition or whatever to go after the saviors in, in you know in the coming weeks. Um, you know, that was the only plot point, you know, the plot point to come out of that. And it just seemed like they they drove it on or dragged it out too much. So it seemed gratuitous. Like they say, okay, we haven't done any water
1: zombies in a while. Let's sure. fill, fill a lake full of zombies. Let's put Rick in a boat and let's see what happens. Like, they, like it, it's almost, they just did it to do it, right? It's not like it drove the story anywhere. Yeah. At the dinner table, it's Negan sitting at the head of the table with Olivia, Carl, and baby Judith. Uh, Negan is tired of waiting for Rick to arrive home, so he decides to start dinner, but he puts Lucille on one of the empty chairs and declares it's his time to start eating, and he asks Carl to pass the rolls, please. <laughs>
2: I thought he was about to ask him to say grace, because I was like,
1: oh, jeez. That was funny, though. So we after our credits, we cut to Alexandria, the Savior's are starting to clean out Spencer for Hire's car full of newly gathered supplies. So we, really, this episode picks up directly where last week ended. Like, there's really no time jumping in this one. Uh, and they're impressed. They shake his hand. One of the guys does anyway. Uh, says that, you know, he obviously fought hard for this stuff. And it's just a transaction. You know, it's we appreciate you doing this. A blonde female savior, who's unnamed at this point, is also impressed and kind of takes a little liking of to Spencer there. says that you know, if he keeps this up, maybe she'll take him back to where they call home and, you know, buy him a sandwich, wink, wink. Brown chicken brown <laughs> cat. <laughs> at this point. She looks at Eugene, who is simply staring at this whole interaction between the two of them, and she says to him, Hey, yo, haircut. You like to watch? And Eugene replies, hmm. Well, yes. He just says yes. <laughs> he let it slip out. Right. It's,
0: He's like, Yes. True, yes.
1: It's
3: true feeling,
2: yeah. <laughs> just, it's like the one mo-
0: the one moment when he wasn't crying this episode. <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: I just, he says it
2: so matter of fact, like like duh. No.
3: Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> well, he said it almost like he meant to say it in the inside voice, but then he said it. Did I say that out loud? Oh, my bad.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I tried to keep the creep inside, didn't mean to let the creep out.
1: Oh, that's funny. So we cut to Carol's house, uh, her little her little cottage, if you will, her little, little residence away from the kingdom. Um, She's on the couch reading a book with a nice little fire going in the fireplace. She looks very content, very relaxed. She hears a thud on the front porch. So she gets up and sees that it's Morgan dropping off a bundle, which we come to find out later is fruits and vegetables. But she invites him inside. And he tells her that he knows that she wanted to be left alone. And, you know, but she's fending for herself. But the fresh produce is hard to come by. Uh, She says she's already stocked and opens the door. Uh, for the, To the next room where we see a whole nice supply of fresh produce. And Morgan mm-hmm. snickers and says, Ezekiel? And she says, Yeah. Carol asks how Morgan himself is doing. And he says, Good. And then Carol says, Great. Now you can go. <laughs> she's like, Okay, I'm done with you now. Goodbye. All right. You know, Carol's a little, I don't understand. Her
3: attitude is just so funny now. She's like, Oh, I'm so sick of all these people caring about me. Oh, yeah! So tiring. I can't stand it that so many people like me and wanna wanna be my friend. How dare they?
1: It's strange. Like she just wants to run away. And right, right. But here's the other
2: thing too: is and I get you know people love her and all that other stuff and everything else. But all the shit that she's been through and the things that she's done. Mm She's earned her her right to want to be by herself. I mean, if that's what
3: she wants, that's what she wants. Yeah, but she doesn't want to be by herself. You don't She think? could get up and walk out right now in between. They are not watching her like that 24-7. That's true. That no is one true. is keeping a gun to her head. It is it is disingenuous of her to keep pretending she doesn't care about Good them. Point. Good if point. They, you know she does. You know she has feelings for... Um, Ezekiel Ezekiel and you know she has feelings for I, it doesn't have to be romantic or not but she has feelings she cares about Daryl she cares about um, Morgan it, she does like it, but it's just that I don't know why she feels like she it's almost like she is stuck in the mask and she just can't just be Carol anymore it's like she just has to keep playing the grumpy cat you know i don't care when she really does it's like it's obvious she does cuz she could always run away if she really wanted to leave and get away from them she could do it over at night and be gone
1: maybe she's just coming to terms with everything now like this is her process like she's yeah you know cuz last season she was with all the crazy panic attacks and, and you know mm-hmm. running away at least she's kind of like seems mellow now she's just all right maybe she's just detuning a bit reasoning things out in her head she's coming to terms with who she is and you know, it's he, like well, I he... could
3: see her being the "Don't call me, don't call me. Why, why even call me?"
1: <laughs>
3: like <I> could, you <laughs> know I, I mean? I'm looking
0: forward though to the the, the speech that Rick is going to give her to convince her to come fight with him. Right, because it thing. would
3: have been as easy as Daryl's caught, but they don't have that. You right. know, that's what I thought we were going to get, but we don't have that. So we need we, you, we you to save Daryl. Daryl's in, in in trouble. We need your and help. And Coral,
0: he's got Coral. He's got well. Coral. Coral, <laughs> and he's stupid. Coral's just playing dumb now. And, you know, unless we forget what a great badass Carol is, I mean, go back to Terminus, you know. Yeah. There was uh, RPGs. I think it was. Was it last episode? It might have been the last episode. Somebody was. Uh, who, who just assumed that Carol didn't know how to fight. And I think it was Morgan that came to her defense. I'm, I'm trying to remember. But no, it's actually
1: it right here. here. It's it's in this one. Yeah, uh, it was in
0: this scene. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah,
1: it's kind of this. They, they weave it in, I think, the next one. Because on the way out, uh, Morgan. It opens the door, and then I think his name's is Richard. Is that who I kind of forgot who this guy is? Yeah, is it, was yeah, it okay, okay. It was, I uh, think so. Yeah,
0: was I'm sorry.
1: Gotcha. I didn't. I did really go back and circle back to my notes, but Richard's at the front door, and then we'll get back to the scene a little bit later because we go back to the Walker Lake, and Rick and Aaron's little raft is taking on lots of water. They're struggling against the walkers, floating in the water, and they make it to an intact canoe, kind of nearby. There's maybe halfway across the lake. There's a canoe just sitting there. They use their wooden planks. Then Aaron broke off the warning sign, as paddles, as well as weapons against the bobbers trying to make it into the boat. Once they make it into the canoe, Rick kills a walker who is hiding inside of it. But then Aaron is pulled into the water by a walker. Rick screams, hold on, and Aaron is quickly hmm. surrounded in the lake. It's actually a pretty, pretty tense little scene. And he dives underwater and kind of swims away from the walkers and head, head towards Rick. Finally, his head pops up, and he says, I'm okay, I'm all right. And he makes it to the houseboat. And then Rick also meets him there, and they just kind of lay out like they're exhausted on, on the on the boat once they make all it right. there.
3: Now, the implication over all of this, though, is a major cast member is going to die. <laughs> Spencer, a major cast member. So just member. remember that. Just remember that. Yeah, that's yeah. The, That's the overall, oh, my
1: goodness, special guest. On, on, on talk, talking, the Talking yeah. Dead, yeah, yeah, it's a secret guest. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. But just remember that as we watch it, because it was in my head as I was watching this this episode.
1: That's funny. So, you, so you thinking that this it was going to be him at this point, but it wasn't. Okay. And yep. then
3: I was still going to go. It's not a major cast member, but
1: I yeah. thought he was a cloner. Daryl's trying to make it out of the the prison compound. He's stuck in some kind of hallway. I guess he's almost out of the prison, but he's stuck there. When another inmate spills a jar of pickles, I guess, it cracks it open as he's walking down the other end of the hall. And the jailer, who you can't see, it, it's all you just hear the voices, makes this guy clean it up. Um, Daryl then hides, takes, you know, into a room. He goes and sneaks in there. And apparently this is Dwight's bedroom he ends up in, of all places. And the reason we know that because we see the little wooden carvings there on a table. Daryl finds a change of clothes, or he puts on a T-shirt and starts to eat from a jar of peanut butter with his finger. He was very hungry. He was starving. He was starving. Yeah. Back on the houseboat, Rick and Aaron find a good amount of supplies and weapons, just no ammo. There's also a little love note written from the previous owner inside one of the boxes, saying "Congrats for winning, but you still lose" with a drawing of the middle finger in the air. <laughs>
3: Motherfucker.
1: Yeah. So they used some paddles in the wind to actually get the entire houseboat back to the edge of the lake for easy unloading. Rick, again, thanks Aaron for going along with him and gathering supplies for Negan. He says that even Michonne doesn't understand why they have to do this. But Aaron simply says, you know, he was there when Negan took out the two guys and, and that he understands. He understands this is the way it is now. And we see that they're being watched across the lake by a sneaky character with boots, held together with wire. So we see that they're being watched. And this is actually a pretty cool scene, though, with Aaron and, and and Rick. He even says, you know, if your heart's still beating, I guess the name of the episode, you're you're doing okay. You know, he kind of goes... There's a little speechifying going on there between the two of them, but it's a cool little scene. So who do we think the sneaky character is? Any, any thoughts, guys? Dwight? Is it? I mean... I think it's Dwight. Okay.
2: Uh, that... I, I kind of was thinking that because I, I haven't done it yet because I haven't had the time, but I wanted to go back to when they were escaping and they ran into Daryl and them in the woods because I'm thinking he had those boots
1: on in that scene. Hmm. This is the same guy we see at the end, too. I mean, the end of the episode. Yeah. At the and po- he had the, the whole credits. face
3: covered, which right. made me think Dwight because yeah, yeah. he has that scar and mm. it'd be hard to hide the scar if you show the eyes. Well, that,
2: and I, I, it also made me think of something from the, the comic that I won't talk about,
0: but. Yeah, that's what made me think of. Yeah. So after commercial, Michonne
1: is still cruising in the car with the redheaded savior woman, asking her some questions at gunpoint, but she doesn't answer. She remains silent. And Michonne says, look, it's okay that, you know, we're, I'm not going to kill Negan today, but I want to make sure that I set it up and do it right. She's kind of explaining, you know, her thoughts to this, this, this woman, this, this savior, but she's not getting much information out of her. Back at the hilltop, Sasha walks into Maggie's place carrying an apple pie. Maggie then asks about Jesus, but Sasha said he left on a run earlier that morning. Maggie begins to scarf down the pie, but runs out to get some milk to wash it down. Enid then asks Sasha why she just lied to Maggie about Jesus, because she knows he left last night. Sasha replies because she's trying to prevent Maggie from harm, but sent them to do what needed to be done in regards to Negan. In Carol's house, Richard starts to make his case that the kingdom needs to band together and rise up against the saviors. He said that Ezekiel met the saviors in the woods outside the kingdom a few months ago and that the deal that they struck, uh, that they'd bring regular shipments of food and supplies if the saviors stayed away from the kingdom. So that's why they meet them outside the kingdom. They don't want the townspeople to know that they're being extorted by these group of saviors. Mm
3: -hmm. They want them to live in that nice little fantasy.
1: Exactly. So the townspeople are mostly in the dark to this deal. Richard's afraid that one day the saviors will break their agreement and attack the town directly. He pleads with Morgan and Carol to fight them because he knows how to fight them and to help convince Ezekiel to strike them first and destroy them. In Alexandria at the church, Rosita is in a bit of a crisis and looking for some guidance from Father Gabriel. He reassures her that they will win. They just have to wait for the right moment. So he's very confident right now. He's like very He's in a pretty interesting place right now, Gabriel. He's like this this warrior <coughs> priest thing. He's like, "No, we're going to win, but we got to wait for our moment. It could take a long time." He says, "Don't shoot Negan because if that happens, she'll she'll be dead and the group needs her." And simply, you know, she starts crying, and he kind of walks away. Back in Carol's house, she flat-out rejects Richard's proposal. Morgan also stands behind his philosophy, saying that it will cost a lot of lives. Like, of course, Morgan the pacifist is saying, well, there's some kind of peace right now. Why should we disrupt that? And Carol just doesn't want any part of violence anymore. She's just, she's done with it, too. Richard's pretty pissed. Starts to say that when the Saviors come, the blood will be on both of their hands. Spencer for hire returns to his house that is still messed up from Rick searching it for guns. Then there's kind of this cool edit where you see the house going from like from being very dirty
3: mm-hmm. to
1: being clean. Like it's like this little wipe, this little edit wipe that goes through there. And he gets dressed, cleans himself up, grabs a bottle of scotch, and pra- and practices saying hi in the mirror. And then eventually, then leaves the house. Yeah, <laughs>
0: is it you know like we need any more proof of like his douchiness. He's like rehearsing what he's going to say to Negan and stuff.
1: Hi, I'm Spencer Monroe or something. Yes. Hello.
0: Just stupid.
1: Yeah. So Richard's in the woods. We see, and he enters a, like a well camouflaged RV or a camper. I guess he's using it to, to store some stuff. I really couldn't figure out what was in there. It was, like, there's some supplies in there, gasoline and some bottles. I don't know what that was all about, but he just collapses on the floor. He's really upset. And he throws a bottle and begins basically begins to cry on the floor. I guess he thinks that it's just going to happen soon. Is, his lovely town is going to be overrun. Mm-hmm. Spencer is walking towards Negan, who is at Rick's house, when Rosita asks him if he has a hot date. <laughs> hmm. They chat for a while, and Spencer asks why she's playing with his emotions. Basically, like you know, <laughs> I mean, they did. I, I totally forgot that they had like this thing where they slept together. I forgot it happened so long yeah. ago.
3: It was so fast. It was, it was so pretty. fast.
1: Yeah, because it happened yeah. after Abraham kicked her out. Basically,
3: exactly. That was her her, uh, her rebound.
1: Re- re- rebound, right? And and he asked, like, "Why were you even into me? Why did you even like why?" And she's like, "Well, I kind of use you, you know. You're you're tall and you're kind of cute, and made me forget things for a little while." Like she just totally straight out told him, "Yeah, why totally she true. did what she did." Yeah,
3: yeah, she swiped right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, she, she Tindered him. Is that what she did? Yeah, yeah. She okay. it was, just, it was oh, wow. just
0: a booty call. It yeah. booty. <laughs> All it was just a hookup. All just a hookup.
1: That's it. On the rebound.
0: Sometimes it be that way. <laughs> okay.
1: Daryl finally breaks out and makes his way to his motorcycle. No sooner does fat Joey appear from stage left. He throws up his hands and flies outflies a, out a sandwich he was just munching on, of course. Joey pleads with Daryl, saying, Look, man, you can just leave. I'm not going to stop you. The door's right here. You know, Joey's basically pleading for his life, saying he was just doing these things to get by, and he doesn't mean any of it. Daryl doesn't want to hear it, and bashes Joey's head in, with a metal pipe that he got when he was inside the prison there. He was carrying. Daryl c- corrects Joey, saying that it's not just about getting by. It's about taking it all. And at this point, Jesus appears, and he witnesses this whole thing.
3: Yeah, Jesus he, takes the wheel.
1: Yeah, he goes, whoa, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl.
2: So I then, just
3: have to say, yeah.
2: you know, the th- they get pretty violent in this show sometimes, but the level of violence against obese dudes, fat guys, if you will, is is, is quite disturbing.
3: You yeah, it disturbs person. me too.
2: You had the well zombie in season mm-hmm. two that Glenn cut in half. You had Otis that Otis, Yeah, I'm telling you, there is some sort of low-level bias against... Us fat people. just yeah, saying.
0: But, you, know, hmm. you better rise as a fat person than as a black person. <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah. Go back Dad.
0: to T-Dog and working your way up to, up to now.
1: <laughs>
0: Think about it. I mean, you, you just named like four obese people. I can name eight black characters who have all been killed. Yeah, Pretty they went bad.
1: from like T-Dog to Oscar to...
0: Everybody, it? Hates Chris, gotta kill. Tyrese, yeah. everybody hates Chris. Everybody to Tyrese. Everybody hates Chris. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
2: I I agree. Hashtag Black Lives Matter, but also <laughs> hashtag Fat Lives Matter as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're in a whole weird area here. So, well, actually, no.
1: If you remember, remember that episode, Nebraska. That reminds me. You're right. The two guy, the two guys that Nick, uh, Rick took out, right? Yep. One yeah, of them Tony and whatever the guy's name was, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so then we see Daryl uh, as. Uh, Fat Joey is done He reaches into his belt And takes Rick's python Which he just happened to be carrying Uh, Jesus also witnessed this whole thing Like I said And Daryl tells him He has the keys to the bike And they roll out So apparently I I mean there's a lot of speculation on the net Who delivered the keys to 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 Daryl And I'm thinking now It was not Jesus Because Why would Daryl tell Jesus Hey I have the keys Right That's why I think it's Dwight it was yeah. either Dwight, Dwight or, or Dwight, Dwight's, Dwight's wife. Dwight's wife, yeah. It's either one of the two. Right. Because the I,
3: don't even think awesome. it's her. I don't even think it's her because she knows there's there's repercussions. Like, she would have done it the other prior episode when she was – whispering to him, like if she had the nerve to do it, but I don't think she has the nerve to even do that I don't now.
2: I don't think it was her either. I think it was Dwight, but I think it's a possibility it was her too.
3: I think Dwight, I it, it think it's time, is Dwight ready to make that move? Because I think it was telling that he went into Dwight's room. Like he found himself going into Dwight's room in the first place.
1: Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So back in town, Spencer makes it to Rick's house, who's guarded by uh, I guess... Hen- his lead female henchman, Arat, Arat, um at first doesn't let Spencer come up the stairs, but Negan says, no, 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 you know, don't be an ass. Let the man pass. He's bearing gifts. angry. Yeah. angry. Yeah. Turn me on a little bit. Like <laughs> Spencer walks up the stairs carrying the bottle of scotch, and Negan asks, hey, is that for me? And Spencer introduces himself. Hi, I'm Spencer Monroe. Yeah, creep. <laughs>
0: Professional <laughs> creep. Professional.
1: But now it is the moment you've all been waiting for. It is a very special commercial break where we have a riveting 2016 (laughs) ending to Fear the Walking Dead. Hashtag passage brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. Uh, Jim Dietz will read the official synopsis written by Aaron Neuwirth.
2: Hold on. I got to put my blood pressure cuff on everything. monitor. (laughs) sure i don't all right I'm yes ready.
1: Get, get, get get your heart pills ready get in, a, get yourself words, situated in the, right
0: in the words of the great biz Marquee, let me clear my throat. <laughs> <clears> throat okay so
1: jim would you please take it away
0: fear the walking dead hashtag passage presented by taco bell live moss mid-season finale for fear the walking dead hashtag passage presented by taco bell live moss was incredible Following the fantastic setup for the Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell Live Moss mid-season finale last week, this week finds Sierra and Gabby, formerly known as Panicky Woman, climbing down into a hole. Of course, it wouldn't be an episode of Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell Live Moss without drama, and this Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell Live Moss episode certainly had it. As Gabby questions what is going on While Sierra insists Colton tried to kill her So she stabbed him in the leg Meanwhile <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Colton is screaming for Gabby Not to keep going And to be careful Then in a surprise move For Fear the Walking Dead Hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell Live Moss, Sierra is seen hitting a tripwire Cut to black And we hear some sort of explosion Ooh that's Dang. it until February for *Fear the Walking Dead* hashtag Passage presented by Taco Bell. Live Moss, and it will be an exciting. It will be exciting to learn what happens next. I'm saying, Richard, you okay? I mean,
2: you- yeah, I'm fine. I'm I- all right. I'm good.
0: All right.
1: So we, we don't know what happened. Wow, Jim, that was awesome. I'm like, I'm like speechless. That was so good, and I'm just, I'm sad to see this go uh, until February. I'm, I'm actually almost more sad to see this. <laughs> hold off until and then the actual show so uh wow thanks for bringing this to us and aaron thanks for sending in your uh your lovely synopsis as usual we definitely appreciate that
2: and as always hashtag
0: live moss live that's right uh, past the burrito <laughs> we, get, we get paid in volcano sauce
1: i love the volcano they better bring that back i love lava sauce it was, it was the stupidest thing to get let that go
0: I never had it. What was the? It was, was the this orangey
1: kind of spicy sauce that they had, and it was a it was a volcano uh, taco that they mm-hmm. used to sell, and then the sauce that was in the volcano taco was lava sauce, and it was mm-hmm. really good. Like it was a spicy, creamy whatever, but, but it Thornton, didn't taste like hot it. sauce though. Right? No, it was like it was not as hot. It Didn't have a kick right, as like right. hot sauce did. It was just this Taco Bell salty. Spicy. It was delicious. It was great. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of it. Because they did. that was around the time the Dorito Locos Tacos were coming in. Uh, and they okay. had the fiery one. Yeah.
0: See, I think those are overrated. I think they're too salty. They're very salty.
1: You're right. They're even saltier than, like, Doritos. Like, they're even, like, yeah. overcoated. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And I, and I tried the deep-fried Cheeto thing, too. And that was also way too salty. Oh, was I those good? that good? saw uh, macaroni and cheese dipped in Cheeto dust and deep-fried. <laughs> <laughs> they had them. At, they had them at Burger King for like a hot minute. I tried them.
1: I was gonna say at Burger sure, King they had it. those, right? Yeah, the Cheetos.
0: Super. They were super salty. I also yeah. tried the Whopperito, but
1: I never tried. The I Whop-a-Rito. tried that too. I did. I had the Whopperito.
0: It, it was like the sandwich of instant regret. I got it. I regretted buying it. I oh. ate it. I regretted eating it. <laughs> <laughs> you just you a Whopper, right?
1: You just wanted a regular plain old Whopper.
0: It's like to be that happy. girl you run into like a, a few years later at the club. You're like. Oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. You know what's even worse is when you get on the train from work and you see her on the
3: train, you're like, oh, damn. And the door is closed. <laughs> you can't get off the train because you're on yeah, the train. Yeah, but you got to pretend to look everywhere but her. And you notice that she's looking and she's burning a hole in your head. Yeah, right like there's a <laughs> laser coming from her eyes. You yeah. know what I call that? What I was call that, that Wednesday.
1: Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what happened? happened. We'll, we'll what what was there. it?
3: What Whopper uh, was it? I missed the Whopperito. Whopperito.
2: That
1: was like a. They made the the Whopper into yeah. like a burrito. Yeah, it was. I was, uh, I, 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 al-
2: I almost ordered it because I had a coupon, and I just looked at the thing, the big picture on the menu at the drive-through, and I just I
0: couldn't look wrong, right? Sa- yeah. It is a sandwich made of regret. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you might as well just eat your own regrets rather than. Was just, it as bad as?
2: Was it as bad as the black whopper that they had last oh, year for
0: Halloween? That was the well, A one. I gotta be
2: about that. Well, I gotta it, be about that. I was talking about the my black poop, green. My poop was green for days.
3: Are I'm you serious? Thanks for sharing that. Oh, that's nice. That's something we can't
0: unhear. <laughs> as, kid, as, kid, as the kids say, "TMI, dude." Mm-hmm. I'm saying
2: it was terrible. I'm Have you
0: saying. seen the new Grand Mac? Yeah. No. What's oh. that? What it's is like that? A Big Mac with quarter powder patty? Pandi- no, pandi- oh, really?
3: I heard that was
0: coming. Yeah, really? Fine kind of, today. Yeah. So McDonald's it's
3: a, it's, is
1: trying to do it too. There's a Mac Junior. They gotta step it up. They really have to. McDonald's hasn't Mac changed Mac. their burgers in so print. long. They're gonna to use Five car Guys burgers.
2: My heart attack.
3: Well, McDonald's wants to use. They're gonna do it out west first, I think. But McDonald's wants to use Five Guys, the same meat that they use for the Five Guys. Oh, really? Restaurant. And use those patties and make them kind of like, make them fresh as opposed to just frozen, you know, frozen, you know, freeze fried, frozen crap. Yeah. Because, you know, people is not going to McDonald's because it's so goddamn expensive. Not I, I could go to Five Guys and buy the same thing. And, and, a, have lot and a lot more flavor
1: like a lot more juiciness.
3: A real hamburger as opposed to. You could go to a diner and get a cheaper meal at right. a diner.
1: Right. you right. Know. Like a
3: burger. And a, and a good burger, a better burger. Yeah, thicker,
1: the, like a bottom. nice, maybe even a handmade burger or something, whatever. Just nice. Right. Like, outpriced yourself. So. Burger yeah. King, even though their burgers are frozen too, like, you get that flame broiled taste. There's nothing like that. Like They, they still taste better. Right, because they flame broil that stuff. They get it nice and greasy right. and good, and I like the flame broil.
2: I like the flame um, like broil. I like that too, but the freshness of a Wendy's
0: burger is still. I don't know. It, I'm getting if used if to it. Talking, like, if we're talking, if we're talking straight up fast food, I gotta go with Sonic. Gotta I go the yeah, Sonic it's burger. Pretty, it's just like good. it's like a it's a diner burger, and it gets to you really quick. We and, don't got no it, Sonic. Well, and it's so no, they're you know, out dude, there. I have. I, we have one Sonic in our area, and I live probably about 20 minutes from it. And people I know come all the way from Pittsburgh to go to Sonic up here because there's only one. Yeah, you drive up, and there is on the island. uh,
1: You probably, because you live in Queens, right? You can just go out to Nassau. They have one, I think, in Nassau somewhere out there. You know, not too far away from you, but it's. it's, I I got to travel for it. Yeah. I like it when they
2: have their 50 cent corn dogs. Oh, those are good. Load up on Yeah, so we just basically diverted it into fast
1: food chat. (laughs) Fast
2: food cast, all right. Exactly. I was talking with one of y'all, wasn't it? We were talking about doing a fast food podcast. This is what it it would
1: be like. This is it. We just got a little little preview of exactly what it would be like, and actually it was pretty good. Uh, And I (laughs) consider myself
2: quite the expert. I'm just saying, I consider myself an expert.
1: (laughs) All right, getting back to The Walking Dead... Uh, after the lovely hashtag passage. Michonne's still riding around with the redhead. She pulls up to a crossroads, the redhead who's driving, that is, and stops the car a distance away. And the car's pointed down. You can see that there's at least, I would say, 100 people down there with vehicles. Mm -hmm. And she says that I'm Negan, we're all Negan, and that Michonne, you know, she still has a couple of choices she can make here because if she wants to go through with this... It's not going to be good for her. She tells Michonne that there's a silencer in the glove box and that, you know what? You should just drive this car as far away as you can. Don't be tracked. Dump it into a lake. Just burn it, whatever. And Michonne actually listens to this girl. She somehow, you don't see it because it's kind of a faraway shot, but she she shoots the redhead with a silenced gun and then yeah. takes the Jeep and drives it away. That was so strange. Like, it was yeah, so it was. weird. I. Why? I, well... It's not like I totally got it. She's had it.
2: She's had enough.
1: Okay. She's seen
2: her man Rick, who has been broken before, but not like this. And she sees despair happening amongst her people. To hell with this bitch. She needs to go.
1: Okay. All right. Well, she did. She drove, but she drove away. She didn't confront the saviors. She didn't go after that group. She just she retreated carefully. Rick and Aaron arrive back in town and see that the saviors are back. Rick is none too pleased and is hassled by the two savior dicks at the gate. One of them tells him that Negan's at his house waiting for him. The other one wants to see what they have in the truck first, saying, "Hey, eh, there's no rush, there's no rush, let's see what you have in the truck before they allow Rick and Negan to go. As they're unpacking, the blonde female savior finds the note written about written by the boatman. And the main dick doesn't like it too much, and starts to hassle Aaron about it hard. He and Aaron tries to explain, "Hey, look, you know, uh, you know, it's we found it, but he, didn't, he couldn't even get the words out. Like he was just like stumbling over his, he couldn't even say anything. But they already decided at that point just to beat the crap out of Aaron, and they did. And Rick is forced to watch, and they beat him up pretty bad. Like he was, he was in pretty rough shape after they were done with him." Meanwhile, Negan and Spencer for hire are sitting on the porch, enjoying the scotch together. Negan remarks how much he likes his community with the air conditioning and the running water and these nice welcoming gifts, meaning the scotch. The only thing missing is a nice game of pool. And Spencer says, well, you know, as a matter of fact, there is a pool table just in that garage over there across the street. And Negan just is loving this, saying that, you know, Spencer, you're becoming my new best friend. This and we don't see this, but the saviors then bring the pool table. I guess Negan organizes a crew to bring the pool table outside into the middle of the street. Before Negan can break the you know the uh, the pool balls, Spencer says that he wants to talk about Rick. Spencer says he understands what Negan is doing, that he's building a network. People must contribute for the greater good, etc., etc. But that Rick's ego will get in the way of those plans. And that Rick doesn't get along well with others. And before Rick got there, his mother was in charge and was alive and the town was better off. My mommy. My mommy. She was a senator. Congresswoman. Yeah. Negan is, t- is taking all of this in as he's playing his game of pool. And says it's the saddest story he's ever heard. <laughs> but not to worry because, you know what, Spencer, Rick is not in control anymore. I am. And what exactly are you proposing? He wants to know what Spencer wants to do. And Spencer says that he should be in charge. Put there by Negan. And the town would be much better off. Negan says that Rick clearly hates his guts. Meaning hates Negan's guts. But he's out there gathering stuff for Negan right now. To protect the people that live there. That Rick is swallowing his hate. Getting stuff done. And that takes guts. He then points at Spencer... And says, and then there's you, the guy who sneaks over when Rick is gone, doesn't think he has to. Uh, he doesn't think he has any guts. Suddenly, Negan takes his huge knife and stabs Spencer in the stomach, opens it all the way, so all of his guts just basically fall out onto the ground and into his hands.
2: That was a great effects gag. Yeah, it was good. Oh, I really loved good. it. I clapped. <laughs> and <laughs> I have to say, despite. Everything I have a little respect for Negan right there. You know,
1: yeah. I guess in his own way, he was he was protecting Rick. I guess yeah. he has this thing well, for Rick, like he likes Rick. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, well, and you know, he's well,
2: respecting that Rick's got in line, as weird as that is. But right, and and. You know, he, he, he's protecting his generals, so
0: to speak. He's also no, I protecting us, the viewers, from another season of yeah. Spencer. I think he <laughs> hates the turn. Yes.
2: Yes. He, Thank you. Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> I think the turn with him is he hates cowardice. And when Spencer tried to flip it and go, yeah, get rid of, you know, like he almost, he, you know, he was trying to get him to, get, to just kill him, just get rid of rick right. and put him in charge and i think once he did that that was when the the switch went off in 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 negan and he was like this is not even fun anymore i'm done with you like yeah. he cannot stand like he understands aggression yeah. he understands hate he understands fear and he understands you know a a, a sick sense of honor in a way but he does not compete, but that whole thing with just being that sneaky, swarmy behind the back stuff that he does not he does not deal with well,
0: yeah. Right. it's like it's like he he can deal with anything but that you know right.
1: I mean? yeah. So S- Spencer falls to his knees, holding his intense intestines in his hand and eventually keels over. Negan grabs Lucille at that point and says, hey, look, everyone, because the whole town gathered to watch this happen we, You know, as they were playing the game of pool. And Rosita started cheering. Included, oh, it, no. Yes. Yeah,
0: so, <laughs> started cheering, yay, we all hate that douchebag.
1: <laughs> and and he grabs Lucille and says, you know, he did have guts after all, and asks if anyone else would like to finish the game of pool because he was winning. Right. After a few seconds of asking the townspeople, Rosita, who witnessed the whole thing, just is she had enough. She pulls the gun from the back of her pants and fires a single bullet, her the one that was made for her. Cut to yeah. commercial. So we find out that Rosita had missed, but only by hitting Lucille instead of Negan's head. So I guess now the bat was in the right position at that moment to uh-huh. deflect the bullet.
2: Well, they are in Washington, and obviously Lucille's spirit was of a CIA officer and of uh, you know, and jumped in the way of
1: her leader. They took the bullet for the president, for the leader. Is that yep. what happened? Okay, gotcha. Yep. Yep. So Arat quickly takes Rosita to the ground with a knife to her throat and Negan really starts freaking out at this point. Like he's 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 mm-hmm. he's beyond beside himself. Negan then Lucille's f- been blemished. Well that's that, that's know? like pissing him off more than anything else. Like not that someone tried right. to kill him. It's that yeah, exactly. He's pissed off the Lucille. Now, that to kind of- me
0: it gives her character. I'm just, but, but. Lucille's like a totem of his authority, and if, to have it blemished or hit, you know, like that from a group that's not supposed to have any weapons or uh, or ammunition left. Right. I mean, that's a serious, you know, thumbing of the, the nose to his authority. I mean, that's the totem. That's his totem. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: Yeah. He didn't expect it from her. I think that's what bothered him too. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't expect it. He didn't see it in her. <laughs> so that really got to him. Like, wow, I missed this.
1: So he's freaking out. Then he finds the really? shell casing on the pavement, and he studies it carefully, and he can tell because of the crimp marks on it that it was it was a repack or a homemade bullet mm-hmm. and demands to know who produced it. Negan tells Arat to move the knife away from her throat and on her face and says until she tells Negan who made the bullet, maybe. Uh, and since she blemished Lucille, maybe she should be blemished in her face too. Rosita claims that she did it, she made the bullet, but Negan's not buying it. Negan then tells Arat to say, you know what? Shoot somebody. So quickly she Arat whips out her gun, like Another does this one. like does this little swivel around and mm-hmm. shoots Olivia on the porch just quickly, boom, right in the face. I tell you, don't oh, like
3: no. overweight people. They don't like overweight people. In this all show. she did yeah, was make right rec-
0: lemonade. <laughs> she didn't
3: even like pause. She just knew automatically if he tells me I can kill somebody, I got dibs on her. She's, She's waiting for
0: but
1: see, because that tied back to first a couple served, episodes. She's number one, then she's number two. Because she was hassling Olivia. Remember when they first came to town? Like yeah. She was hassling yeah. her back then. Right. So yeah. then, she already didn't yeah. like Olivia. That was already... Yeah, yeah you're right. Done. It's already done. <laughs> so then Rick shows up. He's carrying Aaron at this point. They're hobbling into the scene. Mm-hmm. Negan is thrilled to see it. Like, I, I love... I love when Rick shows up. I just freaking love this. And he goes, hey, Rick. Like, he just... Negan loves seeing Rick. Like, it's like this yeah. thing. That he has this weird, like... I don't know. It's like this, this fascination with Rick. This, 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 this respect for him. Whatever you want to call it. But he gets this big grit on his face. He goes, hey, Rick. And he goes, my voice is hoarse from yelling so much. But it's so good to see you. And he asks Rick for a thank you. Mm-hmm. And he, and for for showing how reasonable he's been. Because he tells a story of how his son came to kill him. And also killed two of his men in the process. But he brought him back safe and sound. And he fed him spaghetti. And Rick's face at this point is priceless. You see, like he's like he's he's going out of his mind right now hearing this story. And then he says how Spencer tried to make Negan kill Rick and put him in charge. So he took him out for him. And how Rosita just tried to kill him and damage Lucille. So he gave Rick one less mouth to feed, namely Olivia, and her mouth did some major damage,
0: he said. (laughs) One last fat joke. That's right. You had to get it in. Uh, Right as she dies. Mm -hmm. And Rick says... Fat lives matter.
1: (laughs) Fat lives matter. And Rick says, your shit's waiting for you at the gate. He just wants to just go. And Negan will leave, but not before he finds out who made this bullet. So Tara tries to step in for some reason and say, oh, I, I did it. But we all know it wasn't her. Yeah. And then soon, suddenly Eugene steps in and says, no, no, it was me. And he starts to tell Negan how he did it. He took a little gunpowder and do this and funnel and whatever he said. And Negan's like, I believe you. Yes, it's you. He then steps away for a second. And this is where I thought Eugene was a goner. I really did. He asks strength from Lucille. And and then he basically just put Lucille down. Like he didn't he didn't swing yeah, it. Me at it. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, i like, Eugene's done. Uh, but he tells Rick he's going to relieve Rick of his bullet maker, and they're going to leave town. On the way out, Negan leans over to Rick, tells him his kitchen has left a mess. I guess after the dinner, we pan up to see Rick in the street above Spencer For Hire's bloody remains. Spencer starts to turn, and Rick is forced to knife him in the head. I just love like he's just Uncle Negan. Like he just comes to visit. Like it's not like he's this evil character that has these mastermind plans. He just loves hanging out with these people in Alexandria. Like it's just it's it's so weird. Well, it's almost
3: like in pri- well, in prison. Uh right. as my CO friends you, you would tell me, there's always that guy in prison where when the when the guy comes in, his deal is to beat the big guy and and he beat him. Right. And there's yep. just a it, there's a, a perverse kind of way. It's a feeling of power in a in a situation where you don't feel like you have power. And it and this world is kind of like a big prison, because all these zombies. I mean, there's just no way around it. You're, you're stuck right. in this world of zombies, and it, it's kind of like he runs the place like a prison, in a way. Because they they all. It's it's kind of wild. And it's like the mighty survive, yeah. kind of. You know, he runs it with fear and, and mm. you know, and and all the points and stuff.
0: They do that in prison, too, where you get right. points for doing stuff. Yep. 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 It's I mean, that I, type. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, an excellent way to keep someone intimidated is to keep them off balance and get into their comfort zone. hmm So that whole bit of him, like, sitting with Carl and having dinner and, like, shaving in Rick's sink and everything... Yeah. I mean that's the same. I mean that's just more intimidation tactics. It's like classic kind of, kind of tactics. Um, And then I'll do something nice, and you hate him for it.
1: Right? Like he 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 should have killed Carl for all intents and purposes. Carl should be dead in the ground.
3: And he took him
1: under his wing. He he didn't harm him. He actually fed Mm -hmm. him a meal. He's teaching him some lessons in his twisted type of way. And. You know, he's like being Uncle Negan to this kid. And, 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 it, yeah, it throws everyone for a loop. It really does. Do you guys watch this show with your, with your girls, like with your wives or significant others or anything? Like, I don't know. Cause I watch it with mine sometimes. And she, I guess this is a lot of women feel this way. She thinks he's sexy, first of all. Like, she yeah. likes, she yeah, likes together. Negan more than she yes. likes Rick at this point. Yes. You know, she goes, he's awesome. He's awesome. I love. I love well, him. He's so Darryl cool. Daryl
3: and Negan is Daryl and Negan. She likes
1: Negan better than Daryl now. Daryl, like she's like, look at him. He's like, eh, you know, and she doesn't like him in real life either. Like he sounds totally different than his character. You know, oh, she's he like, totally does. Right. Totally he does. sounds. He sounds so like Hollywood versus like, you know, uh, you know, hillbilly boy. But um, she's. I think a lot of women find this guy very sexy, like a, a, as a character.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, because he has that. Because Negan has that kind of comfortable charisma and and confidence like th- there's just right. no fear he walks well, around like he he's owns. a bad boy oh ultimately but man, of course not, he is right really, yeah he's yeah. a bad, bad boy, boy but it's not so like it's a bit ba- like it's not just that like you could be a bad boy and still not be liked it's it's more than that it's it's like yeah. he can just come in and he's not always evil. Like he doesn't come in going being yeah. evil and mean. Well, he could be really sweet, like to people. Like he could be really nice
1: in his own same, way,
3: right? He, in his own
2: way. Yeah, and he's,
1: he's,
3: but he's a bad boy
2: with a harem of ladies who hate <laughs> him, but are still his harem
3: of ladies. Yeah, just saying. Yep. Yeah, because he does that. Uh, like he really all of that stuff is prison. Like the, the, all the little point systems. Where the CEOs, it's funny because these are grown men. Like it, it's funny because one time a uh, uh, a friend of mine was saying that there was this big, tall dude. It was like if you saw him outside, like he 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 was um, had to be in like his fifties, his late fifties, and when he walked into the into the um, Walked into his cell and he and he got and he asked him a question and he was supposed to check the cell. This was like his early on when he when he came, when he started working there. And this grown man that he could put a suit on him. He'd look regal and all that. Like he'd look like (laughs) the the dude from the the uh, the kingdom. Right. Ezekiel. This this man without even hesitation, when he saw this guard, put his head down took his pants down because they have to check him. They thought he had contraband. There was a part of him, even though the dude, he knew the dude hated him for it, but he just, but it was just that he'd been in the system so long. And he's, he's been, a, he's you know, institutionalized. like institutionalized. He's fought it yeah. as long as he could. He was a he was a person that fought it, but now he's been beaten. He's been in solitary. He's gone through
0: the whole thing. Wow. He doesn't even so, fight anymore.
3: Like and it Bro- was almost like Brooks and
0: like, uh, Shawshank, right? Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. And it's like he knew the guard he knew he hated the CO for doing this to him. The CO hated himself because he had to do it. And he hated, he resented this man who Didn't even fight him. Like he almost wanted him to be like, I wish he was defined a little bit (laughs) because I lost like any respect I've had for this man. I don't even see him as a man anymore. Wow.
1: Yeah.
3: Because of that. Like
1: when you break
3: like that, like that's kinda how that's kinda how Negan is doing these people. That's kinda how Mm -hmm. he likes to do he wants them to be broken like this. Yeah. Man,
2: I yeah, I I will I will tell you, you know, I worked for three years in in, in several prisons um, running a work program and and in with what we did with that work program and it, it, with running a phone center and all that uh, they they a lot of ours had been on good behavior for a long time so they'd earned a lot of points so the I lost more guys to they were going to minimum which meant they would be getting out soon or to, to any more than anything else but I would watch. There would be so many of them that would go and they would they would instantly do something that would get them thrown in the hole. They'd lose points and then they wouldn't end up going to minimum because they were so scared to have to be that close to going back to the outside. So that's kind of what he's done to these communities and he's trying to do to Alexandria now. But unfortunately, he poked the bear a little too much and it uh, looks like they're about to rise up.
1: Yes, so after commercial, Rick is sitting in the jail cell that Morgan built. And it looks like actually pretty sturdy. Like I didn't, we I don't think I've ever yeah. seen it completed, but he used yeah. a lot of cinder blocks that were laying around the community, and he welded like these bars. And it's a pretty, pretty proper uh, jail cell.
0: A lot of Black. foreshadowing. do Yes, yes, yeah, right. yeah,
1: so yep. yes. Obviously, and yep. um, he's in there, kind of just just on the floor, and Michonne comes to chat with him. And they kiss for a little bit. And Michonne explains that she found what she was looking for. She now realizes that Negan's group is way too large. That, look, whatever we decide to do, I want to do it together. I'm not going to do anything on my own. I thought I was going to, but I'm not going to. We have to stay together. We, we've Both of us should be dead, she said, like, you know, so many times over. And all the stuff they've been through, it's got to mean something. And, you know, she makes a nice little speech here. She wants to stay with Rick. If they're going to fight, they got to do it together. And, um, you know, they're the ones, she even says, too, they're, uh, they're the ones that get things done. They're the ones who live. They have to fight. Uh, Judith, Carl, Alexandria, the Hilltop. Well, we could find a way to beat these guys. Rick admits at this point he knows that now. He goes, yeah. I, I, I she know. She
3: repeated his speech, remember? The, the crazy speech he did when yeah. they got to Alexandria where we don't die.
1: Right. She, she goes, we are the ones who live. We have to fight. Uh, we have, yeah, she exactly. She basically repeated what he was saying before she knocked him yeah. out.
3: Yeah, and she disagreed with him. Then it's interesting how we go back. It's full circle. Well, a different thought process now on that uh, when on that Rick that said that. Yeah. Well,
1: it's funny if you remember back to even the first episode of the season or the second one, whatever it was. When she grabs that rifle from the fireplace, she mm-hmm. looks up at the mantle where she used to hang her samurai sword. Like she put her sword away for a while. And then she realized that she can't anymore. She has to carry that thing. Like, there's no yeah. there's no way that she can't be a fighter. And she looked at that little mantle. She gave it a little look before she grabbed that rifle. But you know, Rick admits that he knows that now. He agrees with her. And Michonne, they kiss and smile. And it's, it's nice. So It was a good little scene there. Mm-hmm. As kind of a bookend, back at the hilltop, we see Maggie, again wearing Glenn's hat, in the same position, kind of crouched down at the grave. And then... She ascends to the lookout tower and she gasps as she sees Rick and gang approach. Rick gives Maggie a big hug and Rick admits that she was right, that she should he should have listened to her, that he should have gotten ready to fight from the start. Rick wasn't ready then, he says, but now he's ready. Then Jesus and Daryl appear from around the corner and Daryl gives Rick the biggest hug, like... He was ready to start crying, almost. I think he was crying actually, and and they just they just hug it out like it was like you know they're, they're reunited, the two brothers are back together again.
0: A mm-hmm. dog food to make you emotional, man. He was emotional.
1: Yeah. He, I mean, you don't oh, usually yeah. see Daryl like that, but he was getting like you know and right. yeah, just gave a huge hug. He then hands. This is the best part. He hands back Rick's Python it, to his him. Excalibur. Yeah, he bait, he, right. It really is. <laughs> it really is. And at that point, it seemed to change everything because they pan to every single one of the main cast. I shouldn't say they pan. They actually take a one shot of every one of the main cast,
0: mm-hmm.
1: including Jesus. So I guess he's part of the, the core group now, right? This is it. This is the He's earned his way into that core group. And they head into the house at the hilltop together. They all walk in with Rick leading the way. Like, all right, they got their mojo back. Rick is back. That's the end of the episode, but there's a little bit of a after the credit scene where the creepy boots guy is using binoculars to spy on Alexandria. Right. And he's like staring at father Gabe. Who's on lookout for a while. Then he jumps out of the tree and just kind of walks off. So we don't know who this guy is, but he apparently spotted Rick earlier and then he followed him back to Alexandria. So he knows where Alexandria is now, whoever this guy is. I still think
3: it's Dwight. If it's not Dwight, then it's whoever left that note in that. Right. In and I, uh, well,
2: I think it's Dwight in both cases, the note and
3: and that. You might be right.
2: The other thing, though, that says to me that that might not be him as far as the Boots guy is why would he have to stealthily do that when he could just join the Negan's group and go in there and be amongst them and witness what's going on?
1: He knows where Alexandria is, though. Dwight already knows where it is. So I I think this is somebody else. I think this is maybe introduction of a new... A new character maybe the guy that left hey.
3: that note
1: then No 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 I think this is this oh. could be the whisperers that they're talking about like Oh uh, maybe yeah you're uh, two initiator. separate
2: things I I think without a doubt Dwight is who did the note I Dwight or the possibility maybe his wife but I think it's Dwight the note but this I don't know I think it's Dwight but at the same time why would he stealthily sneak up I don't know yeah
1: Yeah so I don't know we'll, we'll see who this is I mean they 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 and the reason I say it I'm not trying to spoil anything but they've already hinted the, they meaning the producers, that the whispers are coming. So it's like, you know, if we're saying it, if you haven't read the comic book, you don't even know who these people are. So it's fine. But I think it could be the next villain, like the next set of villains yeah, well, uh, i
2: still I still think that triple P key card that that was a nod, a foreshadow, much like the bat to Glenn at the in season four, whenever it was they were at terminus, um foreshadowing what happened to him. I think that that's a, a little clue to us about the whispers, the triple P.
1: Right, like we we knew about the wolves before they really became a threat for a while, yeah, right? So yeah, it's like they're they, just yeah. they're showing yep. you what's out there next. Like, okay, so once Rick's done with Negan in whatever fashion that ends up, we've got some other people spying on on this community now. So uh, another another threat out there. Maybe I don't know. That's just my thoughts. But so before we get to our buster ratings. Can we please have a word from our sponsor? Uh, Daryl? would you do the honors, please?
3: Yes. uh, Since we are deep, deep, deep into the holiday season, um, and you might have a, uh, if you are a fan of comics or you have someone in your life who is a comic fan or they might want to dip their toe in the comics, you can go to DCBS and order any comic that they might want, whether it's Walking Dead or and maybe some of the Marvel uh, characters that they've seen in the Marvel movies or from the DC movies, or or try anything. They have so many indies that you can check out as well. Uh, all of it is a discount. Uh, Do prices. they carry
2: Action Lab?
3: And they carry Action Lab. And if you want to get into the figure stuff, you want uh, characters that are figures for your desk or for your... Uh, man cave or woman cave Or whatever you want to uh, decorate your house with uh, They have uh, figures They have t-shirts They have uh, all types of, of different, uh, Posters Posters and, and things that you might want to get into And they will ship it straight to you You can have it You can do subscriptions of comics If you want to get a month for someone You can get gift certificates as well uh, you can get trades at Instock which is their sister site. And uh, if and you
2: spend fifty dollars or more,
3: it's free shipping. It's free shipping. That's right. So definitely check it out. It's a good, uh, definitely a good uh, business. It's it's a great sponsor. Uh, the people that run it, they're family. I know them. I've met them um they they do good great uh customer service if you have any questions or any issues you email them and they get back to you immediately so uh i definitely think uh if you're if you want to dip into any of this into the comic world i think you should definitely give this uh give the site a try
1: excellent they make it possible for us to bring you the walking dead tv podcast throughout the whole year so thank you for shopping with them and uh Yes, get your last-minute gifts in now. So let's get to our Buster Ratings, uh, starting with you, Richard.
2: Well, like I said at the top of the show, I really liked what they did with this episode. I really liked how it it summed up and made it very nice and neat how uh, the first half of the season just lined up. Made me appreciate some things a little bit more than I did when they aired earlier in the season. But overall, a lot that I liked about this episode. Sad to see Olivia go. Um, <clears throat> really, really ecstatic to see Spencer go. Um, <laughs> except for we won't be hearing the him referred to as Spencer for hire every week like we have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that, that was I'm kind putting of the theme song nightmare. at the end. I'm sorry. I had to do that. Yes, yes. It's a great show. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, Spencer, Hawk, right? Uh, Avery Brooks.
3: So, yeah. I wish you could have yeah. had somebody walk in there and just say that as a Gut to just
1: could you, it, could you just imagine Avery Brooks doing like a, like a cameo right Spencer oh, I, uh, <laughs> Spencer. I uh, love that mom. show
2: yeah. but I mean with everything I mean you know I was thinking four but I'm thinking I'm going to give it a 4.25 buster so I really really liked it
1: excellent Daryl
3: it would have gotten a 3.5 for me or four but there's just a little couple of things that Bug me. One thing is, stop telling me major cast members are going to die and then you kill side characters. Stop. It. stop <laughs> it. It's annoying. Don't don't do it. It's annoying. It, it, it I, you come to expect it like something really vital and and, and heartbreaking is going to happen, and you just look and go, oh. Even though, I mean, Spencer, Olivia is not a, a major cast member, even though I hated that she was killed, especially because of other people. The other thing that <laughs> bugged me was how it just was convenient that everything happened around the same time. You know, like her seeing, you know, like uh, when when all of them went AWOL, it just all happened around the same you know, just well, it's to push
2: the story for, for, for.
3: Of course, it is, but it's, it's a, just, a zombie show, so
2: dis, you know, suspend some disbelief there.
3: Are you mansplaining my rating? <laughs> <You're, you're laughs> I mean, can I
2: just give my rating already? And, and and also don't forget to calculate the spaghetti into your rating.
3: Just saying. It still wasn't homemade though, so it doesn't get extra points. If it was homemade, it'd be different.
1: It was Negan made. Mrs. Niedermeyer and wanted that pasta maker. She never got it. Okay. Uh,
3: anyway, uh yeah, that that was kinda it irked me a little bit. It was a little too convenient for me that it all, you know, happened around the same time. And I just really wish that um he smacked up Carl just one time. Cause he got people killed as well, like the, uh, like Spencer you dying, Olivia dying. It's not just on uh, Reseda but it's on Carl too, because he wouldn't even have been there right. if it wasn't for like, Carl, or not that day. Like it wouldn't
1: did. happen. Or then. not that day. Right. It wouldn't happen
3: that day. Yeah. So it was definitely on him, and I think, like, I just wish that Rick had called him on it, and instead of just like I don't want him, I don't Do want still? Carl to think it was all right that this happened the way it happened. You, you yeah know, but he you, might
2: still call him on
3: it. I he hope he does, does. and I, I I hope both of them uh both those characters have to deal with what they did because Daryl feels the guilt of what he did right. when he jumped up. and I you know like and I can understand when he did it. like it was different. you know, when he jumped up and did that. And and even though what happened to uh, Glenn happened to Glenn,
2: his was impulsive. It was impulsive,
3: but for them to do it,
2: premeditated intent.
3: Right, it was stupid. It was premeditated and dumb because he's already shown that other people get punished um, when you do things like that. Like if you're going to shoot, don't miss. <laughs> if you're going to go to kill him, don't don't miss right. or kill yourself. But don't you know? Like, but don't put the group you all think about the group you always think about the group don't get the group and put the group in danger They both rosita yeah yeah that's what i mean both of them, them
2: though rosita doesn't seem like the like she's the type that's had the experience that she should know don't do it when you're angry wait till you can concentrate and be focused and i i mean i get doing things impulsively but she she was spending a lot of time contemplating what she was going to do in the church and everything
3: else and man listen if i was daryl i would not i mean not daryl if i was rick i'd have grabbed her i'm sorry i would have did it not to hurt her but i would have grabbed her and walked her up to to olivia's body and i'd have let her look at that i would have told her look at that body. look at that
0: look at what you and did
3: think about what you do from now on from this point on because we're going to have a war now. This is going to be real. This is going to get real. <laughs> but think about from this point on, think about what you do before you do it. Because this is what can happen. This gets people killed. When we mess up, people get killed. This right. is the Boston Massacre, if you will. This is, you know, to, to set well. it off. Yeah.
2: To set it kind off. Of, like the tea yeah, party or the massacre. Right? Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> right. It, this is the thing that, that woke him up. To do what he yeah. did. But either way, anyway, I, I, I still enjoyed it. And it and it got to me emotionally because of that. It had to work that I liked the characters for me to be that angry. Um, so I still give it to three. It wasn't like I didn't like it at all. It was just a couple of things that bothered me. But overall, I, I, I think it was a good season. Would you shut up with the spaghetti and mansplaining, please? <laughs> But it gets the three out of five.
1: This is what happens when you do like four podcasts a week together, right? Is, is this, is this, is this yeah, what happens? Here? Yeah. Okay, got it.
3: <laughs> i already had one divorce. <laughs> <laughs> God,
0: dang it. Jim, how about you? Uh, <clears throat> I was going to give it a, a three out of five until Spencer was killed and added another .5, so a <laughs> 3.5 for me. Um, it seems like, uh, they're bringing a lot of, they're moving a lot of pieces on the board, bringing a lot of things together, you know, to bear against Negan, you know, you got Maggie and hill, Hilltop and, you know, Carol and, and Morgan over in the kingdom. And they're all going to kind of get, you know, the, uh, the walking dead version of the Avengers together. It seems like, and it seems like a cool climax to work toward. We're just starting to see that now. And it's pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, 3.5 for me. Aaron Neworth, who's normally on the show, you may have heard of him. He is the guy. He's the guy who wears the money hat from Marvel. Right, uh, a ty- tycoon. Uh, that we always from joke about right the, ty- the tycoon. <laughs> uh, he writes every week uh, for the dot com a re- in depth review of The Walking Dead. You might want to check that out if you want to go a little more in depth on the episode. And that is linkable from our Facebook group. Uh, so, by all means do that. But he was unable to join us tonight due to prior prior engagement playing disc golf. Mm. Tycoon y <clears throat> stuff, yeah. You know. Taking meetings. You know. His people kind of
1: were thing. calling other people's people, right? That's yes. Okay. Very true.
0: Yeah, he's, he's part of Robert Morris now, so you know. Right. Um Heart Still Beating is All right. <laughs> photo shoots, absolutely. <laughs> um, PR junket tours, you know, <laughs> That kind of thing. <laughs> Heart still beating. It's a three and a half out of five busters. I can't say I was all that surprised that this was just another mediocre episode, given how the season has been going so far. It's not bad, but it once again felt bloated without much reason. It was nice to check in with the various characters since everyone is spread out, but I wish I felt more for some of these, like Maggie and Michonne. Uh, it was satisfying to see Daryl escape Rick, and Aaron's boat adventure was tense enough to... Oh, I'm sorry. It was satisfying to see Daryl escape, and Rick and Aaron's boat adventure was tense enough, too. Uh, this weekend, Negan felt kind of mixed. On one hand, Negan's clean-shaven face was was much more welcome, as the characters used property and his shtick didn't get old for me. On the other hand, Spencer was such a useless character that there was no real surprise in seeing him die, and I felt genuinely bad for Olivia, since all she did was suffer fat jokes and then get <laughs> shot in the face. <laughs> Damn it. At least the sappy ending seems to signify we'll be moving forward in the second half of the season. Here's to seeing the savior plotline becoming more enjoyable in February.
1: Excellent. I'll give it a uh, I'll give it a solid four. I mean, for a mid-season finale, at least it had something more. It wasn't anticlimactic like we had last year. Um, it moved the story to a point which I'm feeling much better about. I like seeing Rick with his mojo back at the very end, getting the, the big hug with Daryl and reuniting with the group. I I really thought they were going to spread this this you know story where they were all spread apart in five different groups for much longer. I'm glad they kind of consolidated the storyline and brought it together, and now they're going to form the, I guess, the War Council, so to speak, and really just take Negan and try to take him down. So I'm pleased with where it ended up. 90 Minutes, it didn't seem like an extra long episode, meaning the other 90-minute ones seemed like they just jammed in extra commercials. This one felt like it had room to breathe, and it it did kind of need to be 90 minutes, so I'm kind of glad it was. Um, Again, it's just a decent episode. It was good. I'm I'm just looking forward to The Walking Dead getting back to their mojo, getting back to... All right, we've seen this group beaten down. We've seen Rick beaten down. We've We've seen it. We've seen eight episodes of it already. Enough. Like... The, what makes this show work is our group kicking butt in this world. Like, at least for me, anyway. I mean, I don't know about the rest of the, They're trying to be experimental and do different things. I get it. And the Negan character, obviously, is resonating very well, especially with the females, I think, and probably with a lot of other people. But, you know, it's cool to introduce him. But I, I, the show works best when our group is put against really crazy odds. They stick together. They fight as a team. That's what kind of makes it work for me. So it seems like we're heading back in that direction. I'm pleased with that. 4.0 is my final Buster rating for, for 2016. But who cares what we think? We have an amazing face Facebook group. Uh, just go to facebook.com, do a search for The Walking Dead TV podcast, hit the little join button, we'll get you in, and you can leave your very own Buster ratings for each and every Walking Dead episode or Toby ratings for Fear the Walking Dead episode that you wish. We have over 810 members, and it is just a great group. We have some really good members that put some interesting posts up there, and it's very entertaining. So, Jim, would you do the honors of reading our lovely Facebook group, what they had to say about this week's episode?
0: I want to shout out Mike Jones, first of all, because I've never been in a meme before, but he memed me this week. That was was your first
1: meme? Are you serious? Well,
0: it's my my name or whatever. It said, Jim said i got a recipe for you. That was cool. It's a picture of Negan in the kitchen, so, you know. I, I was thinking more of like a Food Network thing, you know, cooking with Negan and Lucille. You know, you could see that, right? Different, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah we'll, you could you know do a different thing from Rick's Kitchen every week. Will you
1: Lucille know? have a little apron on on her too, like a little mini one, like a little?
0: You have to. Okay. Sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yes, as as, as Craig mentioned, uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast is the fo- The book of face, uh, location, and. We got some great uh, Buster readings from our listeners. Dreay Irvin uh, is gets firsties this week with five. Spencer for higher guts out of five. That's right. A plus plus episode. Is it February yet? Somebody <laughs> didn't like Spencer, huh?
1: No, she even put a uh, p- picture up of, like a couple episodes ago, like a useless character or
0: something, and uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it not like we're in disagreement on that. Uh, Brent Jones, 4.5 hilltop hideouts out of five spaghetti Tuesdays at Alexandria sure are more eventful than those boring ones at the prison. I I thought I was going to have to stage my one man Ryan. Thankfully Rosita survived her one in a million miss. Carol needs to snap out of it. Poor Eugene. Our Georgia crew is fairly weak. I mean, Carl is the third best male left. Hmm. I like Aaron, Hmm. but he's no warrior. So, Hmm. um, now my computer's... Okay, sorry. Seth Tillman, five peanut butter and Daryl's out of five. Hmm. I know some <laughs> of the females that listen to the show would like that. Some of the men, too, actually. <sighs> uh, the gang is back. Uh, Spencer's leaking into street. Uh, poor Olivia's made her last glass of lemonade. And Daryl has learned a few batting tips from Negan. But the reunion at the end has me pumped for a second half. And I did see a border bomb... Oh, and did I see a border bomb on Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage brought to you by Taco Bell Live Moss. Yes, you did. (laughs) Wow. Awesome. Janet Broom, 4.75, proof that Spencer actually does have guts. I don't think I would call the episode (laughs) perfect, but I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Spencer might be my favorite death. yet. Nicholas was close, but since his death was part of the whole dumpster episode, it wasn't as satisfying. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, Amy's comment about Sasha not being alone seemed like she was trying to uh, maybe tell her about more allies since she tried a couple of times to say it, but it kept getting interrupted. Uh, That could be. Uh, I wonder if her parents could have been like Dwight and his wife and her sister and fled from the Saviors so she knows there are more people among the Saviors who don't like Negan. Or it could be a different group entirely. Uh, Good theory there. Hmm. Uh, Mandy Dean, 4.5 out of 5, pass me a roll. I finally feel like we're moving forward again. Am I the only one simply delighted to see Negan making spaghetti and wearing an apron? <laughs> Loved everything about the kitchen scene. I knew Spencer was going to get it. We all know Negan likes his enemies to have some balls about them. Not meatballs. Uh, David, yeah, not meatballs. Uh, David the third, four 4.5, these boots are made for walking creepily through the woods at the 5.0 Lake. <laughs> I really love the various group stories being told. In the interchanging format with them meeting up at the end, even if all their smiles were rather cheesy, wife seemed to hope for something in, speci- something in specific scene. And we have a tag here from his wife Please off the mullet. Oh, come on. Eugene's in oh, Eugene. Yeah, uh, he's okay. He cries so much. My three year old son doesn't cry that much. He answers <laughs> uh, Can't wait till February 12th. Uh, Katie Levesque, 4.75 pasta-making classes with Negan. Uh, totally love this episode. Ridiculously entertaining, fun-making dinner with Negan in the kitchen scenes. Great moments between Michonne and Rick in the jail cell when she recites back to him the speech he, uh, his speech the day she knocked him out with her sword in Alexandria. Uh, my dad started tearing up when, Ricky, or when Maggie and Rick and then Daryl and Rick reunited. It feels so good. It did. Uh, feels so good. That's it. Uh, Rick has got his Python back. Yahoo. Love the escape from Savior Traz. Huh. Uh, no more easy street for Daryl. <laughs> no, uh, really... Hopefully for none of us. Uh, very in- intrigued as to who the creeper in the boots is. Watching from afar and spying on our Alexandra peeps. So excited to see the next half in February. Um, Mike Jones, as I mentioned before, with the meme, four gutless pull sharks out of five. Thankfully, the Alexandria deaths were people that needed to go. Yay, Spencer! Uh, things that hurted more for me. No Simon, no Dwight, no Ezekiel. Shouldn't we have at least seen them? Uh, loved Eugene overreacting in the background during the pool sequence. <laughs> Who is stalking the group? Susan Monk, 3.75 homemade bullets out of five. Someone forgot to edit that first half hour. We didn't need to see all the different groups playing revolt against Negan. Uh, the pace picked up a lot, starting at the pool table scene. Did it get dusty while everyone else was watching the reunion? That was awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I got something in our eyes. Uh, Michelle of Peoples, 4.5, who served biscuits and spaghetti. Who serves biscuits and spaghetti out of five? I agree. I nice mean, crusty bread with that. Uh, <laughs> the Italian in me was outraged about the biscuits with spaghetti. If Negan was like, here we go, she agrees. If Negan was going to give cooking lessons, he could have taught Carl how to make a proper Italian bread. See, there you go, Amen. right? That's it. Amen. That's... I, this is the woman after my own heart. Uh, big bonus, uh, Judith giving Negan the stink eye while he shaved. I knew Spencer was going down, but was still shocked by the brutality of it. While well, I fully understand Rosita's rage, she really needs to study up on the law of unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. Olivia's death was tragic. My heart soars every time I see Rick and Michonne together. The savior woman who would rather die than disappoint Negan. I found that very sad. It really is a cult with the saviors. Not quite buying into Carol's change of heart. But anytime Melissa McBride and Lenny James are on screen, I'm happy. I agree with you there as well. Uh, overall, a great episode and a great missus season finale. Happy holidays to you and your families. And many thanks for the awesome podcast. Aww. Thanks, well, Michelle. Thank you. Very nice. Um, Kawar I'm going to go 4.75 pasta a la Negan out of 5. Uh, seeing Chef Negan enjoying the sweet life of Alexandra was really entertaining to watch. It's probably just me, but I want to see these three saviors in particular to suffer a gruesome death at the hands of Rick. Uh, the only down of the episode is Carol's storyline for pushing everyone away. She's getting tiresome. Hope nothing bad happens to Eugene. Glad to see Spencer really did have guts and glad to see Daryl return the Python to Rick. Anyone else get a Reservoir Dogs vibe at the end? Uh, great end to the first half of the season. Like the way they're walking
1: towards the house? Is that what you mean, Tarek? Yeah, I, I kind of—I loved it, though. It was, it was perfect. It's like they're yeah. back.
0: It would be in great if something exploded behind them and none of them looked back. <laughs> That's always a good shot. Uh, Johnny Stower, uh, five out of damn. I went. And got a glass of milk after that Daryl peanut butter scene out of five. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, this is how the episode should be, bouncing around and not getting stale. Gimple might be safe after all. Who the hell is watching Rick at the Pond at the end? Uh, comic book readers might think of a character already introduced, so I have no idea. Uh, WTF Daryl there with Maggie and no talk or interaction about him punching Negan and Glenn getting the bat? Boo. Boo. Also, Rick Gunn was taken when they got lined up when they meet Negan. I think it was you guys asking where his gun went.
1: I asked the question, so thank you, Johnny, for answering it because I'm like, yep. did, when did it get handed over to Negan's group? And it, I forgot. It's when they were kneeling down in the in the woods. That's when he, he lost it. So uh, thank you for reminding me of that.
0: A solid episode. I can't wait to start the second half now. Off to drink champagne and eat Taco Bell and contemplate Fear of the Walking Dead mini episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Emoji, Taco emergency. And P.S. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you guys in the Facebook group. Well, Same thanks. to you.
2: Well, you as well.
0: Uh, Nicholas Christmas. Priscilla, five housewarming gifts out of five. Uh, we were, finally, we're moving forward. Episode started a little slow, but picked up in the second half. Uh, Daryl breaking free was satisfying, and the cooking scene with Negan was hilarious. Uh, happy to see Olivia and Spencer go, and anyone who didn't tear up during the last scene is a liar. Uh, solid episode of k for the second half. Against the grain. <laughs> Uh, Ian Rousewell, uh, welcome to PP pants, pants City. Next stop, mediocre mid-season finish. <laughs> I'll give it three. Can't be arts to write something funny out of five. It didn't seem to offer anything worth coming back for. Although I will. Let's just hope second half of the season will deliver. Sorry for downer on everyone else's review. Uh, Tom Buono, uh, I'll all right, four feel good and make Alexandria great again out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Maggie's campaign slogan, right? A no big loss with Spencer and Olivia. One will tear fess up with a gun stash at the matriarchal group. Mm. That's a good point. Um, Hezron Mack. How many of the main Alexandrians left? Rick and crew were partly responsible for the deaths of half the population. <laughs> yeah. Uh, three, let's hope the ass is dragging out. Uh, dra- oh, I'm sorry. 3 Let's try again. Take two. Three, let's hope the ass dragging is over out of five. I figure with all the extended episodes, we got about nine regular episodes in terms of time. Hmm. Uh, the pacing was so slow. They really dragged out the season. If you sat and wrote all the plot points, there really wasn't major stuff that happened. Negan took up way too much screen time. Uh, Robin Cook, 4.5, suddenly discovered Guts Out of 5. It was a great wrap-up to the first half of the season. Really looking forward to the second half when we finally get to see our heroes kick ass. Merry Christmas to the Walking Dead podcast crew and the guys and girls who provide the comments in the Facebook group. Catch you in the new year. You too, Rob. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Richard Chopper, Cherry Charrington, 4.75. Spencer has lost his guts, uh, but Rick has finally found his out of five. (laughs) Uh, Really enjoyed the last 20 minutes, and yes, Rick has been reunited with his gun, and Daryl is finally back with the crew. Uh, can't wait till February now P.S. just want to wish you guys to do the podcast a very Merry Christmas from this side of the pond thanks again for a great podcast all year and all the hard work that goes into it I love listening to it looking forward to hearing you all again next year
1: and all the listeners look forward to hearing Jim Dietz say Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington so thank you for letting him do that every week Richard
0: Katie Katie Levesque loves uh, Richard's reviews so there you go it's just a love fest here on the Facebook (laughs) firm. And Seth Tolman says ditto, so it could be to any of those things. It's just at the end. Ditto, that's all. Ditto. So just air a blanket ditto on everything I've said so far. <laughs> hey, uh, this
2: is tied for the best Facebook group out there on Facebook, so with D T V, you
0: know. Oh wow, that is mm-hmm. that's pretty pretty stiff competition. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Park, four a bird in the hand is worth two punches in the face, etc. out of five. A mid-finger salute drawing out of five. I found this a very satisfying episode. and enjoyed all the strands being tied together. I'm still amazed that Alexandria. is Still looking like a show home village. Um, <laughs> all the better when Rick and the crew open up a can of AOK okay whoop-ass the next half of the season. Merry Christmas to all the podcast crew and all the other listeners and Facebookers. 16 continuous weeks of zombie-related fun. I'm going to miss you, but we'll see you in February. We're we'll going to
1: take a little break, but we'll be back. We'll miss you, miss you too.
0: We'll be back again someday, Andrew, to talk about zombies again. Oh, yes. Uh, Adam Fatah, I will give this episode 3.5 out of 5 T Dogs. Oh, T Dog, let's pour one out. (laughs) I've run out of patience with Negan. Why Negan didn't kill Rosalie, Tara, or Eugene in relation to the assassination attempt? I guess the showrunner, Felda Spencer, deserved a major death. I hope the second half of season seven will pick up the pace, or the show will drown in mediocrity. Hmm. Uh Um. Sarah and Howard, i give it four out of five glasses of lemonade for finally pushing the show into some momentum for the second half of the season. This show could have easily made it to the one-hour mark with better editing. Uh, some of it felt like really extraneous filler. So glad Daryl is finally free and Rick has his python back. Yeah, The badass gang is getting back together at last. Uh, Robert Nigro, four leaky bass boats out of five. Enjoyed this episode much more than several lately. Uh, Negan still has a bit more of his Andrew Dice Clay imitation to work out of his system. <laughs> hey, take a Um He's fascinating, and <laughs> he seems the most rational, reasonable, and friendly. You can't help but want to like him, but when, you know you shouldn't. Uh, hated that Aaron got his beating and then Olivia died, but happy that Spencer was gone and not surprised that Negan hauled off Eugene. Hmm. Um, would... Uh, Would it have made Negan's rage all the more convincing and could he have had an Alexander and make him a new Lucille then test it out on Rosita's head or something? Hmm. Hmm. Do you Hmm. think Lucille is ruined or I don't know. No,
1: No. he'll he'll repair her. She's got more than one life,
0: I think.
2: It's just a a blemish. It's just a mark. It gives her character.
0: Uh, In Tim's five Takashi's castles out of five, uh, Spencer, for hire, return to form. You don't need cliffhangers <laughs> to be excited about the second half of the season.
1: <laughs> wow. So I'm glad we recorded a little bit late because everyone got a chance to give uh, to yeah. give their, their Buster ratings for this final episode of 2016. So um, thanks, Jim, as always, for reading those. We definitely appreciate it. And it wouldn't be the same without you uh, without you doing it, that's for sure
0: well thanks and uh, the Facebook group like I said the Walking Dead TV podcast and Merry Christmas Happy Kwanzaa Happy Hanukkah and Happy New Year Solstice and Festivus don't forget
1: Festivus right that's right I said
0: Festivus okay get your polls Uh, ready and air your grievances to all of our listeners (laughs)
1: that's it So, uh, any final thoughts uh, about this episode? We got a little bit of, I guess, casting news that got debuted in the last 24 hours. We can touch upon in just a second. But any final thoughts? You like the way it wrapped up? Uh, I I think uh, it
3: wrapped up the way it should. I mean, you know, we're at the point where people want it to be so that when they come back. uh, I'm very curious to see how the ratings will be now that we know we're going to the war now. Like, I I wonder... (laughs) It'll bring some people back.
1: I hope so. Maybe, I mean, I I think my formula is what makes this show great. And as I said, when they're winning, when our group is actually beating Mm -hmm. this world. And I also think the show was better when the zombies were more of like a threat. Like, they're not even a threat anymore. They're not even afraid of these things anymore. Like, it's just, they're just out there. Like, it's, it's, it's a show about zombies, but not really anymore. And they're barely even a a threat to any of these people that have survived. And I guess I can get that because it's like, well, if they survived this long, they're they're survivors. They know how to handle these things. But maybe they should be a little bit more of a threat like they used to be, maybe, you know, and just some just some more butt kicking. That's all it's from our group. So hopefully they'll they'll incorporate that into the second half of the season, but who knows. So some casting news. Walking Dead star Sonique Martin Green is cast as the Star Trek Discovery the new Star Trek series on CBS as a lead role so there's a lot of news about this going around and they were very careful in, in this press release to say that she will still be a part of The Walking Dead that the the shooting schedules don't overlap uh, Daryl you seem to disagree with that but I don't know I mean it's only 10 episode order for Star Trek Discovery right so, yeah I I don't know I mean I
3: if they don't if it doesn't happen and she's not off the show, I'd be great with that. I I don't she's I don't I hope that she could still be on both shows, but yeah. I don't know. Sometimes shows just want to play it safe and they just
0: write the character out. It's been and funny, is, like uh, Daryl and I and and on nothing's on. Have been following like the progress on this new Star Trek show for right. months, and months now, and it has been so troubled. Like it was supposed to be the launcher right. for that CBS All Access. Yes. Then it. Uh, then Brian Fuller, who was the showrunner, left. Right. Um, and you know they had no casting. All they had was some production design stuff done. And now they finally have started casting with Michelle Yeoh and Doug Jones and Anthony Rapp and 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 now Sidney Martin Green. Um, it, it just seems like this has been such a troubled production for so long. <laughs> That I'm wondering what the end product is going to end up being like, you know. Well, but,
2: wasn't it supposed to start airing in January? But that's obviously yeah, like that's
0: I said, they saying, when, yeah, they when switched they uh, came, when yeah, they kicked off that all access. They were supposed to have the big launch with the new Star Trek show, you know, show,
1: but they weren't ready. They didn't have a cast. They didn't have a script. They didn't have anything. They just yeah. they were way behind. And... Yeah, They're nothing. So
3: even though I saw some of the people that at uh, at the uh, San Diego at the time, I didn't know why they were there, but now I do. Uh, they have um, to be on the cast so i don't I don't know if they didn't you know i don't I don't know i I still um I think it's good that they did push it back and not try to push it anyway right but um it's funny because they did this with Chris with fear of the Walking dead where they cast someone they cat he got a job they cast him on another show even though he was only in it he was only on that show for like four episodes. And yet, they, his character's killed off. So I don't know. Like she is... even though it's ten, it's it's ten episodes. She's the main lead of the show. And so, even when someone else is cast at other shows for The Walking Dead, when they like they did it with um with uh, the guy that was Everybody Hates Chris. What was his name?
1: Yeah, him. Right.
3: When he died, like he was on a show. Oh, uh- Boom! He's gone. Like as soon as they cast him, it's like I don't care when they can when they re- uh, shoot it. Whenever they usually just write them off. When it's this type of show, it's like it's not a type of show where you can just have them get pregnant or go off somewhere and then come back. But then this is I count a zombie that, show that Heath
1: mm-hmm. is is going to be the lead character in the new twenty four series, right? And he's right. not dead he yet. Yeah. He's, so yeah. I mean, he's out and about. He's not he's not with us anymore. He's kind of out there, but. He's not dead in Walking Dead. Tyler yeah. James
0: Williams is the actor's name. Thank you. Yeah, Dr. Dre, right? Yeah,
3: and that's another one. I think it has a shorter season. It's a mid-season replacement, too.
1: What, the 24? So they're,
3: yeah, they're not sure about it. They're relaunching 24, so that's like a mid-season Replacement type show. So gotcha. I don't even know when they shot it. Like, it,
0: it, who knows even when they shot that show? And they're relaunching it without for Sutherland because he's not, right. It has nothing he's to not, do it with designated survivor. Designated survivor. No.
1: Right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So. ABC. Um. What is it? So this this show, the Star Trek Discovery, is only a ten episode order. It's going to be oh. on start CBS All Access, which is going to be, in, I think, in May. They're probably going to film it now, and they're and they're done shooting The Walking Dead right now. Like they've they've already wrapped up season episode sixteen. Mm-hmm. So they theor- she theoretically could film ten episodes of Star Trek and not really interfere with, um, you know, with, with The Walking Dead. It's possible. It's so char- it can happen.
3: It can happen. It just, mm-hmm. I'm just going well, by previous, prior history. They usually like to just kill them off. And Sasha
2: is a character that's not always needed in every episode, though. Right.
3: Too. They can write well, around two or three were. episodes. Yeah. None of the characters that were gone, that were killed off, when they got new shows right vital characters to the franchise but i think sometimes when writers are like we don't know what's going to be hit we don't we don't want to be held hostage in any way to what the actor can do and what they can't do we would rather just have them be written off than to keep them unless they're like a lead or something but it's not that type of thing so it, I don't know. Usually with TV, they just, they just do it. They just write you off when it's this type of show, like it's well, I a mean, comedy it was, or something like that.
0: Well, Norman Reedus, you know, can like do the Walking Dead and do that travel show and be in movies. You know, they're able to. But he's
3: Daryl, and he's. I, that's what I'm just, saying. They're yeah, yeah. not going to kill him off. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, she's not. She's not the 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 like a lead. She's yeah. she's. I you know, I like her on the show, but they they don't give her enough to be a lead. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they don't write her like she's a lead character is what I mean. Maggie is gonna take the forefront. Uh, right. Going moving forward. And I can see them killing off Sasha to push her even more mm, yeah, to taking that leadership role.
1: Yeah, it could be. I mean maybe maybe by the end of the season or maybe the beginning of next season, who knows? I mean Star Trek may not be picked up. I mean, I if if it's as troubled as we say it is it could be a ten-episode standalone, standalone anthology that never gets picked up. Like yeah. it's its own thing. I mean, well, I, okay. I hope it's not the case, but it could be. Well, I, I,
3: I'll pl- I I don't mean to plug plug, but I'll plug it. Uh, check out, go check yourself. It's a podcast that me and and J.K. Woodward is on, and J.K. Woodward works for Paramount, and he has access to information about what what's going on with the show. It is not as in shambles right now as people think it is from the outside looking in. I'll say that. All right, that's good. It's a lot. It's in a lot better shape, and they did need the time that they took to do what they needed to do for the show. So it's they are working it out. But the the hard part is this show is almost like another movie where you're asking people to pay to watch it, and that's a you're asking a lot. So it's going to be very. It's got some heavy lifting to do. Um, to pay it off. To to, yeah. to pay it off that other shows don't have to do, and it's hard enough to get people to watch a show anyway oh, when no. it's on free yeah, TV. But... So let alone paying the you know four ninety nine a month for the you know. Right. But Daryl, for... I
2: I pay to watch Origins and New Black. I pay to watch House of Cards.
3: I pay to watch Stranger Things. I, Netflix know. Netflix earned that over years. Yep. like and netflix earned this F- and, and giving you other shows that you want other movies and stuff that you wanted
2: yeah you but know? now hulu has original programming prime has original programming you know we're paying for these things and yes there are other things there but it's the same i've had i've actually had cbs all access for like
0: two, three years now. That's why I don't understand but, why they're saying the launch. Well, you are Because you're, you're a cord, cord cutter, though. That's why you yeah, don't. You yeah, cut the cord. Well, the, they're talking about the, the launch. It was going to be like the uh, media launch slash blitz or whatever for the, the paid service rather than the free all-access. Right. So. right. And they're right.
1: doing the good wife like, spin-off is only on all-access, right? They, the, what do they call it? The, the, right. the good, the good fight, fight, I think it's called. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Christine brands.
3: Like, it's, imagine if they just said it, we're going to do AMC is only going to be uh, the next Walking Dead show will only be on the AMC Access show, right? Not Access yes. app. Yeah. You know what I mean? And fear of the what? Like, not every Star Trek, and I love them all. I, mean, I love Star Trek. Not every Star Trek show was as popular as the one that preceded it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, if you think Don't about stop that, Dracula. <laughs> Right, it had yeah. it they had got a tough, break. They had a tough break. It I mean, did. it was a good show. They got it a just... tough
1: break, but it ended
3: early. I right. mean, it just yeah. didn't bring the the So, show. so imagine if you were to you come out, you launch a new one and you say you have to pay 4.99 a month for I don't it. know.
2: I, I guess I'm the wrong person to ask that cuz I actually pay to watch The Walking Dead now cuz I I don't have I watch I Because you don't have Amazon. cable,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. I buy on Amazon. Good. I do too. When I watch Walking Dead, it's hard. But imagine that. how that's many awesome. people. But then, but for you guys, it probably would be the
3: easiest to to ask to maybe pay for that. But <coughs> the people that are already paying for cable, if they still didn't cut the cord, not everybody cut the cord. I still have cable too, yeah. and I have Hulu and I have Netflix. Right. You're asking me again, and I'm going to do it, but but because I'm such a Star Trek fan. Not everybody is that. Yeah. loyal to, to the franchise like i am and you're asking them to come in you just can't you, you it's going to take more than star trek
0: fans for it to be a hit it's all it, about content i mean yeah. cbs has a lot of of backlog content like a mm-hmm. lot i mean decades and decades of programming right oh yeah and that's how ne- that's the, that's the secret of netflix they have mm-hmm. the content that people talk about you know right. stranger things is a great example you know oh have you seen stranger things uh, no i don't have netflix you know it's only on there or whatever you know i mean they have these kind of mm-hmm. water cooler moments that they used to only have for like hbo shows like right. the sopranos and the right. yep. wire and stuff
3: cuz house of cards a hit when it first came out
0: you know, mm-hmm. Orange's New Black yep. was a hit when it first came out. Right. And I mean, they haven't lost like a whole lot. They haven't, I mean, they haven't Mm-mm. dipped a whole lot. I mean, they've kept uh-huh. a lot of their audiences. So. so now we're, so this new show of The Good Wife spinoff
3: that has to be a hit. And then the Star Trek series, mm-hmm. it's got to be a hit. It's got to be critically because remember all those Netflix shows that we're talking about, they were critically a hit. And it was also a hit with getting uh, subscription to go up. When they were made available, so it has all the old
1: mean. stuff on here too. I'm on the CBS All Access like website right now. You can mm-hmm. watch every episode like of the Twilight Zone. You can go back to like uh, Cheers is on here. Family Ties, Frasier. So you got like any of the CBS properties. You can go back just like Netflix and watch the entire thing. Yep. as part of that. For Mission Impossible, Mel- Melrose Place. Uh, what is here? Perry Mason, The Odd Couple, Nash Bridges. That was a good show. Um,
2: that's I uh, I share my account with my parents and they I mean they love it because they watch all that Happy Days all the old Gary Marshall shows and right you know all the old Andy Griffith and I mean all of that's on there and they you know they that's what they watch I think Perry Mason I think yeah so.
1: Hawaii Five I love Lucy I mean I'm looking at it right now so right. there's a lot of it's kind of they're trying to do their own Netflix thing is what really they're trying to do and yeah, that's they, what and they to do. want Star Trek to be the the Sopranos. Of this, or like, or like you mm-hmm. said, or the orange is the new black of their it's, of their. It's
2: network. been worth the five ninety nine a month I've been paying. I mean, I'm actually considering because they have four dollars more a month and it's commercial free, and I'm thinking about doing that.
0: Oh, uh, wow, You have to pay that much for commercial free. Yeah, that's a lot. If yeah. that do it for Hulu? Yeah, Hulu's like a buck more, right? Yeah, it's only like a two dollars more. $2. $2. $2. Oh, is
2: it? I haven't done it on Hulu. I'm- yeah,
1: it's yeah worth i mean, it to on Hulu. Yeah, it's- it is. Uh,
2: but on. Hulu, their commercial breaks are like two minutes or less. Oh,
1: but they're so <laughs> painful. They're in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah they but they cut see, in. Yeah. Oh, they cut it, God.
2: They cut it Look, It's time. a matter
0: of efficiency. Do you want to spend an hour watching an hour-long show, or do you? No, yeah. I, I
3: agree.
0: I it's agree, but it's just, but another twenty minutes you can yeah. put on your mm-hmm. next on the next show you're gonna watch. You know, I don't <laughs> want interactions for
3: commercials. Just I don't want it.
1: And exactly. it has all the old Star Treks on here too: DS9, Enterprise, yeah. Voyager, yeah. Next Generation, and the original Star Trek. So they're going to have all that because CBS now owns all those all those properties. So which is a uh,
3: repeat because they also have it on, on on Netflix, Hulu, and they also have it on Netflix.
1: Right, it's, exactly. Can't get too much so, Star Trek. Let's just put it that way.
3: Yeah, exactly. So some of that is correct. Like Melrose Place is also available on Hulu.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, so it, it, it depends on the licensing stuff. What they're going to do is see. I, I, I read an article about this. They would love to just get all that off of Hulu and just oh, have it on CBS, but they're not that big yet. They can't do it no, yet. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, right. So if they they're get to that what point. Stars
3: did. They're trying to do because remember, Stars was uh, um, had a similar issue where they were on uh, Netflix, and then when they they built up their thing enough to the point where they like. They were ready to do it. It took all their programming off of Netflix.
1: Yep. Exactly. Like NBC's trying to play that game too. Like they used to have like Night Rider and Airwolf also they're pulling all that off of Netflix now to try to drive you to the NBC version of the all access. What do they call it? NBC Classics or something like that. Whatever their yeah, but, their streaming services. But but now that
0: Netflix has a new partnership with Disney, they're gonna be the exclusive home of the Star Wars movies. They're gonna be exclusive oh, home of, oh, of all horrible huge. movies. Yeah. I mean if they sign this big deal they've been trying to sign with, with Marvel Disney. That's, I mean, that's, again, another giant catalog of exclusive material. You know, that you're, and... you're gonna have a lot of these walled gardens popping up where, you know, right. can choose. And it was so funny for years when people had cable, all I heard was, man, I just wish you would let me pick and choose what channels I wanted. You know? <laughs> well, guess right. what? Now you, now you can. Now you can. That's, right. that's what it, I do. You know? mm-hmm. And
3: CBS has the backing. At least they have the money to kind of Take a loss, take a hit on this for a little bit.
1: Right, they can they can float Star Trek even if it's, if it's a high production right. cost. They can float it for right. a while to get this network going. Yeah, it's a good point. They they have some money, but I, let me you guys know the answer to this. Like, what is it with Warner Brothers shows where none of it's streaming ever? Like, any Warner Brothers show from the '80s or '90s, even it, it, you cannot get it streaming on any service whatsoever. You have to buy each episode like, individual.
3: They have that mindset where, and CBS had it too uh, for a while, where they just think you have
0: you should have to buy their all their content. The like DVD set. Warner Brothers. Well, yeah. Warner Brothers has that Classics Archive, where mm-hmm. you can order pretty much any Warner Brothers show that what? ever existed ever, oh. and they'll burn it on a DVD for you and send it to you, but it, you have to pay for it. Yeah,
1: okay, and they also have Warner Classics Archive where you can stream it, but it, all it has, quite honestly, is like. They're, Mm -hmm. like, movies from the 40s and 30s and 50s. Which I like that stuff, but it's, like, enough already. Some of these are, like... They're not that great movies. And, Behind yeah. the times. Right. I, only so know like... this.
0: I only know this because it was the only way recently I could get Freakazoid on DVD. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you got to order a for- oh, cartoon. Love that was, show. Yeah, I mean, they burn them to order now. They all sit on some server digitally somewhere, and then when people order them, they burn the CD And right. Right. Yes, so, they're so they're trying to do their fight. own thing. They're trying to do their it's, own thing with this thing. With it's this, still this a fight
3: because even, even FX is having – I have the same issue where I wanted to watch Fargo season two.
0: still uh-huh. not up. You can't get it. out and the first season it took like a year or something before I made it. Yeah. Up. Yeah.
3: It's past that already. Uh well that's because they have done. their
2: own app that you pay for.
1: Well and no, that's what I'm trying to say, but there. but their but their app is useless. Like all it has is like movies yeah. from the forties. Like they're you know, they're no, no, no. stuff. I'm, and... I'm talking about FX. Oh I'm sorry, I think you meant the Warner Brothers. Well you have to
3: have cable to use it.
1: Yeah. You know,
3: if you don't yeah. buy it, you have to have cable that's the other alternative is if you have cable okay, you can... Yeah, well, <laughs>
2: That's how HBO was, but then finally they changed, and you can also, you know, and yeah, they, I everybody's going to go that way. You know, and Netflix, you know, their original programming, I mean, they're hedging their bet on that. I mean, they see the future. The stuff's going to come yeah. off of their service, right. and what's really interesting is in the last couple of years, they've become, you know, pretty much comedy central, if you will. That's where comedians are now taking their specials to, uh, I mean. You know, is they're doing that because HBO? It's it was too expensive. It was taking a lot of money out of Netflix. You know, with Mm -hmm. Netflix, Netflix now. I mean, almost every comedian that you know is an A-listed comedian is putting an hour special out on Netflix just about every year.
1: Didn't Dave Chappelle just do something? Sign something with Netflix now, right? Yeah, Yeah.
3: exactly.
2: You know, and it used to be Comedy Central and HBO was where you they if you were a comedian and you wanted to do a special, that's where you went and you had to wait till they would allow it and everything else. And it was their budget, their everything, you know, and, and, uh, you know, net with Netflix. It's the cost is on them, but they get more profits out of it. They don't have all these other middlemen right, and crap going on. So, you know, it's, it's definitely helped bolster the, the comedy scene and that's where you go for that. So I mean, yeah. Netflix. Netflix is gonna is been playing this very smart, and they're gonna survive. Mm. What's gonna happen as all these other? Well, certain- it'll
3: see. Oh, I have another question though. You think about it? AMC has basically there has been some form of Walking Dead show on continuously. Uh, what for the last year? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. With a few now, weeks in between, right? I mean, with a few, few weeks in between, right. we had more Walking Dead than we've ever had. Before.
1: But then they play the reruns when when they're off new episodes, they're playing the old catch-ups. catchups, exactly. right? So you're exactly. always on it, right?
3: Yeah. Do you think that's causing the the ratings to go down?
1: I know Aaron said so. What, did he, what he said it was I, fatigue, I like uh, it, right? He's like we're getting zombie fatigue. Like enough already. Like the the fear of the Walking Dead is weakening our appetite for the walking dead. Like it's and that, that could be happening. I don't know.
2: I don't think it's the cause, but I think it is a contributing factor. I think that it's many things that are causing it, but it's definitely one of the major contributing factors.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, we'll see what happens. It's good to listen. Right. it's This is a good time to be watching television. Let's put it that way. If you want your yeah. old stuff, your new stuff, you can just spend a little money and on your TV, on your computer, you can watch almost whatever you want, except Warner yeah. Brothers stuff. That's it. So, except as long them, as yeah. it's not produced by Warner Brothers, you can pretty much watch whatever you want, whenever <laughs> you want. Okay. Last
3: Dinosaur. Exactly yeah. right.
1: I was trying to. I was trying to watch Babylon 5. You know, uh, the Equalizer. Uh, nope. Spencer True. for hire. Even I was trying to get a couple episodes of that. Forget they're
3: it. gonna come along, but I, it, it's coming. But they, it's just still fighting it. It's Man, still they're too, fighting it. Too many old people are still alive. The, 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 those Warners. Cool. <laughs> too many people in charge that are still the old the old heads
1: are still there. Let them buy the DVDs. We got good sets nope. out there. Let them buy. Somebody them. needs great. to. Yeah.
2: Somebody needs to let the Warner Brothers loose out of that tower. Oh, and the Warner sister.
1: She's the cute one. Oh, it's... you mean the Animaniacs or the. Uh...
2: Yes, the Warner, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Warner Brothers. Warner right. Brothers and Sister.
1: <laughs> what, what was it D- Dot? And what, what? what's the other one? Uh...
2: Wacko, Yacko and Dot.
1: Thank you. Wacko, Yacko oh and God. Dot. God. I you forgot. I,
3: I, I forgot.
1: Well, they just oh, put it on oh, Netflix like six shame. months ago, right? It, so you I probably... was going to say, oh,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I watched it in there. years. I forgot. Oh, man, every, every, every Saturday I watched that. I used to get up early with my friends to watch it, yeah it was funny oh yeah
2: yeah good, I, good I feathers record it and then i mean i hell you could watch it on youtube for years and years and years and then they released it on netflix this year so yeah hell yeah yeah
1: it's good stuff pinky in the brain and all that yeah it's good, good i can stuff. pretty
2: much quote every episode and every little skit <laughs> <laughs> i of
1: believe it. you good stuff so we had a good little extended conversation here about the future of television but uh Anyway, it's been a great year talking about um, The Walking Dead. It's been it's been so much fun bringing it to you uh, watching it with all their our, our great Facebook uh, fans and listeners and and uh, we just I had a great time. So I really uh, wish everyone a happy holidays and uh, we'll take a little break just a few weeks off and then we return in February. But we're still doing other things. We still have other podcasts going. So uh, you know, Richard, where where can our listeners hear you if they need their their um their their Chub Toad fix in the meantime?
2: Well well you can follow me on Twitter at Chubtoad Zero One, Instagram at Chubtoad Zero One, email chubtoad zero one at gmail. Um I'm on the DC TV podcast on this very network, um, with Jim and Daryl there and our uh uh, other host Jerry, um, and uh, not that Jerry. Sorry,
3: Jerry. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, that's about it. That's great, Daryl. Uh, like I said before, you can uh, check out the uh, Star Trek if you're curious about the Star Trek uh, new show that's coming up. You can go to Go Trek yourself. Uh, available on iTunes and on the uh, Taylor Network of Podcast uh, website, and it's a short podcast. It's only about Twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes long. Yeah, it's easy and, listen. Uh, easy listen. Yeah, just... we get in, get out. We yeah. give you the information. We 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 talk about the what's coming up, the stuff that we can talk about that that's coming up, and uh, it's a weekly podcast. So uh, you can check it
0: out as well as others on the on the network. That's great, Jim. Uh, as Chuck Toad mentions. I mentioned I'm the host of the DC TV podcast, and just about to put up our. A mid-season finale episode, and then a blooper episode, as we do for the holiday season. Uh, The blooper episodes are always a lot of fun. Uh, so check those out, including a, a rather spirited game of Cards Against Humanity. We played <laughs> uh, Heroes Con uh, 2016 with uh, Daryl and Chubb. So and you myself. recorded
1: this? You've got this recorded? Well, you, okay. Warning,
2: there is explicit language.
0: I don't even know what we said.
2: <laughs> you don't so remember.
3: It's
0: pretty, it pretty entertaining, but uh, that'll be part of our bloopers episode. Also, um on the Taylor Networker podcast with Daryl and Donnie for Nothing's On. More of a general, like, wide view look of TV and movies that we watch and like and dislike, or whatever. And uh, you can catch me on the Twitters at Yoda Jones.
1: Excellent. I am the host of the Auto Chat Show, so we'll be doing many, many new car reviews. Uh, So if you want to hear me and my co-host Teddy talk about uh, motor news and new car reviews, whatever comes to our brain, cars and pop culture, uh, it's actually really really a lot of fun. And check us out, autochatshow.com, facebook.com forward slash autochatshow. And uh, that's where we will all be in the brief interim where we won't be talking The Walking Dead. We're going to miss everybody, but we'll be back, uh, like I said, in February, so just uh, check us out on our other podcasts, and I will turn it over to Richard to give us our final outro to this, uh, to to the, to our final 2016 Walking Dead. Richard?
2: Okay. Well, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, hashtag fat lives matter. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Take care, I folks. You <laughs> such a ride. The breakup we had has made me lonesome and say I realize I love
0: you cause I want you.